You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Oh my, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ex. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> hey there, everyone. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Are you already on your bullshit? Uh, hey, guys. How, how was the summer? Hope it was a hot girl summer like we've been experiencing. Welcome to, I guess we should actually close this or close this. We should refer to this as the closing of summer. Well, well, Villanelle episode as we are literally recording this episode on the last verifiable day of August. So I guess instead of a postseason, this could be a this could be a preseason snag bite. Maybe. You sound way too excited. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know. know. <laughs> We're still in August. You have to slow down. Fucking I know. Sally Woodard. She said springish for an announcement. Spring. So we can't be on that preseason energy just yet. Well, well, for when it's coming out. She was like springish for the release date. So, you know, we don't know. It's a little early to say preseason. I feel like preseason doesn't happen until we are actually in awards full swing into awards season, which is proper fall. Yeah. Hoodie season. I guess it's premature. Ugh. We can have a mini party when we officially transition from postseason to preseason three. But this is kind of a little bit of a preseason three thing because we'll be doing some theorizing, some palastry theorizing this episode. Um, but first, we should probably wrap up FlameCon. So I know a couple of you, at the very least, who follow us on our horrible social meds are aware that, you know, we went to FlameCon and we said that we were going to record an episode at FlameCon. Well, here's the thing. What happened was FlameCon was really busy and loud and we did not have any real free time to to dedicate <laughs> to recording at FlameCon, unfortunately, because we were just engaged, as was the other podcast. They're with us, Cheers and Quiz, and we just, it didn't happen, unfortunately. But we had a great time oh, yeah. at FlameCon. It was essentially a one-of-a-kind con uh, uh, for all of uh, the cis-anonsis, uh, queer, supportive, queer, content creatives, uh, cosplays gender bends. Um, there was a lot of original comics. There was yeah, lots uh, of original content. There was right, lots of original content. Lots of fun drawing of some of your favorite characters in in yes. semi NSFW uh, situations. Hey. Hey. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Forest of Dean. What oh, really happened? Exactly. The truth is out there. We want answers. But so keep going. Sorry. So we were, um, you know, poised in our, our quaint little booth. And then we had a few uh, guests come over at the table. Look at some of the girl on girl wondering, hey, what's what's going on? Who's this? What's happening? What's over there? We're like, <gasps> the socks really did it when we put out those villain Eve socks. The flocking to the table was a bit ridiculous. I mean, who's going to say no to socks? Who doesn't want to see two <laughs> hot bitches who are into each other on their legs, on their calves? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, so it was a weekend of, I don't know, it felt good. There was nice music. There was, was warm. good energy. 
uh there was there was merch oh i wish you guys could have seen the merch all the merch that we keep saying that that we have like it was there and like whoever went to FlameCon got to see it like so <laughs> <laughs> like we'll post some stuff eventually we have that one post that on insta that has like a amalgamation of different things but there there's always more merch because we're ridiculous and i'm still completely tickled and thrilled and if you're listening to this recording right now new friend who was the first person to buy the tote and property of L shirt after we got there it wasn't even that long after we finished setting up and she my favorite part about it was like her her obvious jitter and it's the jitter that comes when you're like oh that's a real fan that's someone who's just as obsessed as we are yes and she was just fucking thrilled it seemed like to see something with villanelle's name on it and then of course the hashtag like the way her eyes widened when her eyes scanned down to the toe like she started at the shirt and it was great because it was one of those situations where you're like okay she has a girlfriend the girlfriend is not as into killing Eve, right. but she's I mean, aware fine, that right. she is. And so she came to the table and while she was too busy fretting, her girlfriend was like, yeah, she really likes Phil. She really likes Phila now. She loves killing Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Like you knew she was going to be doing the purchasing. And um, after she was looking at the shirt and her eyes scanned down to the toe, she saw the hashtag Eve on her knees for Villanelle 2K20. Yes. And I was like, bitch, this is our campaign. Please join. Become a member. We need as many voices uplifting this hashtag as possible. Yes. Putting this Eve on her knees energy into the universe. And her eyes got wide. And she was like, I got to get this fucking toe. And I was like, bless you, kindred. <laughs> kindred spirit. Welcome to the fold. Welcome to the fucking fold. Also, I want to shout out all of Villanelle's hoes because yes. we were giving out motherfucking buttons and stuff. And we have a ridiculous amount of options to choose from, from Killing Eve. And I was so happy to see that among the top favorites were things that had to do with just Villanelle's hoes. Like, is you a hoe for Villanelle? Here, take this button. Mm-hmm. Or Carolyn's Hotation, which right. was also exactly. really so popular. It was like you were either, you know, you were still on the winning team, no matter who you were the hoe for in that moment. Still in the winning team. We love you. We value you. We appreciate you. Yeah, we see you, house. Um, all of you who took the dozens of you that took that pin. I hope you're wearing it with pride, okay? As we should all wear our Villanelle, part of the Villanelle Hose Club. It's the Assassin Fan Club, which mm. I don't know if we put those those side things of the tees online where we're like, oh, <laughs> here's extra shit we put on the tees because people should know that when we say property of Villanelle, if you haven't figured it out, also, we're in Villanelle's house. <laughs> Assassin <laughs> Fan Club, <laughs> bitch. We're ridiculous. But yes, shout out to all of our new listeners. Yes. Right and now. Welcome. Enjoy the ride. Strap in. It'll get, nice it'll get drink. ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's We're coming. in the lull season. So wait, wait till the sun brace comes yourself. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brace yourself for season three. Who knows what the fuck's going to go down? Oh, wait. Did you notice anybody wearing anything in particular that was there that came by the table? Of Mayhaps? course, we had some actual a villain Eve cosplay. Although technically they said they were cosplaying Sandra O oh and Jodie Comer. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... And I was like, that's <laughs> cute. And if any of you are following us on The Stuff, you probably saw the picture we posted where Eve was dipping Villanelle. And I was like, this is... This is exactly the kind of content I came to FlameCon for. I was looking for some cosplaying Eves and Villanelles, and we got at least one. I was looking for some cosplaying and Listers, and I got that. So it was was a good time had by all. It was a win. Yeah, so shout out to you lovely ladies out there who were cosplaying the best sapphic bitches on television, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, that was was some good, good, good cosplaying. 
And really, outside of the flame con topics, although we'll discuss in this episode, we were going to talk about anyway, recording at flame con is the fact that season three of Killing Eve, you guys, it is shooting right the fuck now. So, you know, all the baby gays are scouring locations, looking for sightings, trying to swap and share photos. If you happen to be somewhere near shooting area, I mean, they already on the shit. These fucking fans know what they're doing. And to them, I just want to say, you guys are the fucking best. Everyone who's out there mildly stalking Sandra and Jodie Comer as they shoot and taking those ridiculous photos and putting them online for us to see and speculate because we will speculate wildly in this episode. God, you know, you know, we're going to fucking speculate. Thank you. We appreciate you. So really, before we get into what I will call the Terrence Pilastri theorizing segment, which is basically going to be really this whole episode. We need to talk about, and I, I guess play, the video that was released by the official Killing Eve Twitter account. Is that the one with the, the clappers? You know which one it is. What, what is just, <laughs> the whole premise of the fucking recording? He's like, is it the clapper one? Yes, yes, yes. Killing Eve Revelations. <laughs> Yo, did that really just fucking happen? I'm dead. Y'all probably know. Although, perhaps at least half of you don't and haven't seen it. Either way, we're going to play it now. But, what is it, like a week ago now, maybe? About that the official Killing Eve account posted a video where I guess it was really directed at the fans. And it had the the message in the tweet, we miss you too. And we're like, oh. And so we watched it. And among the things that we saw in the video, well, for one, we learned that the Killing Eve cast and crew is about as extra as the character of Villanelle because the clappers that they are using were extraordinary. And so if you guys haven't seen the video, please head to our Twitter and we'll also regram it, re-Instagram it. I haven't done that yet, but we will do that so you can see directly there what it was but it was amazing clappers there was like a slit throat for Aaron Peel that you could slit and watch his blood ooze onto some edible fucking balls there was a clapper that had a split pill for the episode with Julian that Jodie Comer helped clap I think one of my favorites was the giant joint when the clapper dude was a giant joint for the Amsterdam episode and he had to use his head which was the end of the spliff. Actually, they were all super cute, but that was definitely one of my favorites. But the absolute best clapper, before I move on to that, what was your favorite clapper of all the ones you saw? I liked, well, I really like the, well, I don't want to bury the lead, but I like the last one. But not okay, just but the last clearly, one. Clearly, clearly, yeah, yes. because that's it was for season so three. Dramatic. For season two. Okay, I liked uh, the... No, you already picked. You already picked the one I like. I liked the 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 weed the, joint. Yeah, that wow. was. I did. I do. Okay, what's your runner-up? <laughs> uh, I like. I think it's gonna be the third one in the clip. It has the um. Give me a second. It's. I know it's really colorful. It has the this. There's a a topper to it as well. God, what is on? You're not talking about the one in the storage locker. That's actually an umbrella. I don't think is that. I don't think that's the third one. That's not the one I'm thinking of. The one where they open the box and the hand comes out with like a curvy dagger. (laughs) Is that so? Is that the third one? No, the third one I think is Aaron Peel's throat getting slit, where it looks like it's a cake or something and juice comes out of it. (laughs) I mean, as I play it for myself, so I can try to figure out what I'm looking at. Ooh, the umbrella one. Yo, that's the first. (laughs) That's not the first one. It basically is. I feel like that's the first one I set. And listeners, y'all know because I only said it like, 
10 seconds ago, really. In your time, I literally was like the one in the storage locker with the umbrella. Oh, you should, I thought, uh, yes, it was in the, want to it watch? was in the storage locker. Yes, I a do mess. want to watch. <laughs> well, okay, yes. So clearly the Killing Eve cast and crew is extra as fuck. And in particular, the motherfucking clapper. Lawrence Watson, which if you guys are curious about this motherfucker's clappers, he does things for other shows, naturally, that are also fun and ridiculous. But among those shows is Killing Eve. And it seems that he is in the practice of doing amazing clappers and has an Instagram where he's posted a bunch of photos of them at LJA Watson on Insta, if you guys are motherfucking curious. But the best, the most extravagant, the most dramatic, the most ridiculous, the largest clapper took the most amount of work. And honestly, <laughs> for all of us out here, all of us real fans that weren't freaking the fuck out, we knew Eve wasn't fucking dead. We knew, we been knew, like we tweeted, Eve wasn't going to die. I mean, anyone who actually thought Eve was gonna die. I mean, have y'all been paying attention, bitch? Like what y'all were thinking? So I think this was a super clever way for the show to acknowledge after the fact, because we we had those really dedicated fans that were like, I see Sandra Oh, she's trying to run through with her head in this hoodie, but I fucking see the bitch. That this was a great way, clever way, to acknowledge the fact that it's already leaked that Sandra O's character of Eve is not dead. Because again, what show would they be making without Sandra O going forward? And um, this clapper for the first scene, evidently, of season three was great. And we're gonna play it right now for y'all in case you didn't see it. <laughs> Eve. I thought you were special. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Mm. Yippee Kaye, <laughs> mother. Yo, why she say Yippee Kaye? A question. Where am I? The smoke. Carolyn? <laughs> it's a dead Eve, you guys. I'm God. <laughs> really? You kind of sound like Carolyn. God is You're the second person to say yes. that to me today. Eve, I have not finished with you yet. Eve, life has not finished with you yet. Eve, Eve you need you more O's. To do. <laughs> yes. I've been admiring those suede boots. Click them together three times and say, 300, take one. And then I think you'll find the desired effect. 300, take one. Bitch! Let's get this party started. Why do I got this techno uh, music in the back? Sorry, I, I mean, know. God. Could I have some orange juice, please? <laughs> yes, can you, you can. You can. I'm going to have to move, move clouds. clouds. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Hey! So, I think it's ridiculous how thrilled those crew members look just watching their hardware. Like, look at, look at my puppets. Look at how they, yay! 300 take one they had to okay so that's obviously that's like a tape that they ran unless they were all there which i doubt um i mean i would assume that people are on set because they're shooting like hello schedules but obviously they recorded that prior to the puppet show and i would like to see that footage of jody comer saying give me a motherfucker like bitch you are so british and you out here saying the most popular line from an american classic like die, die hard, hard said by bruce fucking willis but it's the most i'm jody comer hard. character ever it is die hard she did die hard she really did 
She was, I mean, it really encapsulates Villanelle's fucking energy after that moment. Like, I thought you were special. And Eve, like, well, bitch, I, <laughs> bitch, you miscalculated. She was like, oh, word? Yippee Kaye, bitch. You're dead. And so, um, but not, not dead, obviously. And yay, guys, we can rejoice because, again, I don't know who was authentically worried out here in these fucking streets, but we weren't. But even still, even fucking still. <laughs> yay. Look. We deserve this. We do. And we got it. First real news out of Killing Eve is that Eve Palastri lives another day to be on her bullshit. Because we know Eve be on her bullshit. <sighs> what has she learned? Sorry. but She's learned to smoke <laughs> and day drink outside. If we go by any of the photos Desperate that have been leaked times. from Seth. Yeah. Desperate measures, bitch. Mm-hmm. I guess before we get into our musings of what the fuck could be going on, we do also want to shout out Charlotte. Charlotte. I know you're working on Harlots. I know that's what you said on Instagram. Yeah. I just want to say, as I was reliving Villanelle's best outfits, thank you. Thank you for existing. And now that I now watch Harlots, that's something that's in my fucking Hulu queue. I'm not mad that Charlotte's over there. Because Liv Tyler's over on Harlots, and I'm enjoying the shit out of the characters there. And I don't know if anybody's watching that, but you could get into it. It's fucking cool. There's at least five queer bitches. Ooh. And the overall sentiment is like, what are men? Are I... they even human? <laughs> Heard. Just like, bitch, yes. five yeah. and and like they all like speak and stuff. Oh, they speak. I it's harlots. It's about wait. women of the <laughs> night, working women, but they're complicated and varied and violent in some cases, which you know is my favorite. So yeah, I've just been I've been enjoying it, and actually that's an interesting segue for us to make because we have had some new casting news and it hasn't been enormous, but two new actors, two new thespians in particular, have been added to Killing Eve for season three. And one of those actors is Danny Sapani, who plays Pa on Harlots. And I rather enjoy Mm. his character. He's one of the characters of color on the show. Do you know what he looks like? Uh, Is he, by chance, going to be the new Jess? What? Is he going you have to never be said anything Jess? that makes any sense or anything that's made less sense. So how could he be the new Jess? Where does that come from? I'm just curious. Like he First has of all, can fit. you stop? Can you stop? Because we're not in the music section. <laughs> I literally right. said, right. do you know what this motherfucker looks like? And in you're out mind. here talking about, <laughs> is he the new Jess? I just Already on your plastery bullshit. This is what he looks like. So I, I'm going to say no. Oh. Like a man huh. of his stature I would presume is up to something else, but we'll get there for our musings. So he was cast along with um, Dame Harriet Walter. They are going for big guns here. Mm. Well, we know that they have hired two very capable thespians. So uh, serving scenes, serving face in some kind of way. I know Harriet Walter was just in The Crown. And wasn't the crown responsible for stealing that Emmy from Sandra Oh last year? I feel like they were. And other stuff that are probably really good. Oh my God, you know what just came up, which is so random? Sense and Sensibility. That movie is really old, but I'm yeah, 99.9% certain she was yeah. in that fucking film. So they're bringing in some big fucking chops for season three or additional, additional fucking acting chops. Yeah, I'll go for additional as well. I'm not sure where Harriet will be, but in my mind, I'm like, can she be another boss? Like, can she be like an up level boss? And it doesn't have to be for MI6 because we already met a woman boss there. It could be for the 12. Right. Why like, not? Because at Why this not? point, 
the 12 has been what? Like a MacGuffin. A so MacGuffin, but at this point, the 12 got to have shit to say because exactly. things went so left for them. Like, and the season finale, like they got, they are missing employees. Right. <laughs> Looks like we got to get another right. Raymond. Yeah. Right. Lord. It remains to be fucking seen. All right. So, hmm. Well, hmm. Any things? Any thoughts? Ponderings? Any feelings? Wonderings? <laughs> <laughs> I guess as we start this musing shit off, we should start with some of the shit where we where it has been verified that Killing Eve crew and cast has been filming so far, and so probably one of my favorites. Did you see that? The images of Eve. I mean, she looked. She looked like she going through it. Smoking outside. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's going through it. That's overdue for. I almost said a grubble, but that's not the word to use here. Oh, it's because we're using grubble. <laughs> See, look at the English accent coming out. Grubble. Right. It's, um, Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one of my favorite pictures of Eve. In Yes. So, again, if you guys have not seen these images, they are available on our Twitter. But we will also describe them to you. So, of the images that have come out of Sandra O, oh, presumably filming as Eve for season three, and we have to assume, like, early episodes at the very least, since they just recently started filming, we see Sandra O oh dressed outside in what looks to be some kind of a busking outfit for if you work for a restaurant and you're like picking up dishes, picking up dirty dishes, dirty cups, and you're taking it to the back to wash. And you need that apron and that big white shirt that you wear to keep your clothes clean while you're doing gross stuff. This is what Sandra O oh is dressed as, and she has a cigarette outside. I'm pretty sure she's wearing some fucking Crocs, which Villanelle would never. Actually, that's a lie. Well, Villanelle would if she had to, but she wouldn't be happy right. about it, Eve. Yeah, yeah, right. Because, Wow. And so in some of the photos that have leaked where she's shooting this particular scene in the white, we see her talking on the phone to someone and, of course, smoking a cigarette. And it's interesting because the first time we saw Eve smoke a cigarette in season two was when she was on her fuck shit with Hugo. Or rather, I should say Hugo was on his fuck shit with her trying to be like, oh, what is it with Villanelle? What are you going to do to her? And she was like, well, give me this fucking nicotine and I'll tell you what I'm going to do to a bitch. <laughs> Psych, I'm not. But <laughs> so... I mean, what do we think this indicates about Eve and where she is emotionally? Well, I think it's pretty much where we've known her to be. Like, she can't trust a woman. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She can't trust a woman. Do you really think we know her to be in this place? Do you think that Eve is knowable in this time or that she has transitioned into a new Eve we've yet to meet? Do you really think that it's the same old Eve? I feel like as much as already happened to her, that for some reason is going to take more. <laughs> wow. I feel wow. like she's one of those, but where's the special invitation? Like that's... Has See, been- <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a completely different camp because I look at this fucking, this motherfucking photo where she's like got her hand on her forehead and she's like, oi vey. I'm like, Eve is at rock bottom right now. Like she's at actual rock bottom. She's busking. And that's not to say anything's wrong with busking, but it's a hard job. And Eve is an MI5, formerly MI6, you know, <laughs> agent. And here she is, clearly what I presume, or at least what looks to be, like she's in hiding. She's undercover. Like, yes. I don't think she's undercover because that would require still being employed and, like, doing a function. No, I don't think that's she's, happening. She's, she's hiding. She's in hiding because motherfuckers want her dead. And so it's like, well, then who is she hiding with? Who has hid her? And I think... Potentially, the obvious answer is whoever helped her not die. And so that goes back to my previous theories of Carolyn slash Kenny, either Carolyn in general and Kenny with Carolyn's approval or Kenny without Carolyn's approval or the 12. But then if it's the 12 that's assisting her, hiding from who? Carolyn? Ooh. The 12 taking Eve from Carolyn as a power move because they lost the Raymond. 
could be a cool plot or uh, it could be a way to try to get uh, Villanelle back on payroll to do what she's supposed to do because she went rogue. Villanelle goes rogue at the end of season two. But why would they keep Eve to try to get hold of Villanelle when Villanelle was just on her fuck shit because of some damn Italian pigeons? I'm still not over that bullshit, girl. Oh, that you had to pull out that little pigeons? bitty gun? Pull out her little bitty gun to be like, oh, it's the beds. was safe. Like, yo, Villanelle. I feel like she wakes up in a cold sweat, you know? She's probably like rubbing one out in her sleep and she thinks of Eve and those curls. She's like, God damn it, those motherfucking birds. If I had just, if I had just tossed that motherfucking gun sooner or just not been concerned about birds, period. Like we would be someplace else. We'd be in Alaska right now. Yeah. But we not. Do you think Constantine would give up Eve Pilastri? What do you mean? Constantine doesn't have Eve Pilastri. You mean no, give up give up, give up. Me give up her location? Give up Eve Pilastri. Would you? Constantine has tried to give up Eve Pilastri multiple times throughout season two. Constantine yes. don't give a fuck about Eve Pilastri. Right. So yes, that's a yes. So I then, do think so he would then, sell Eve down the river. Well, of course he would. So fast. He would sell Villanelle down the river, but he <laughs> might take some time to think about it. With Eve, he won't even think about it. It's like reflexive. He's like, yes, Eve, fuck her, whatever. He literally was like, come on, Villanelle. We're on the run. Let's go. No, no, no. We have to go. We're leaving. That's what I'm saying. I could even ask. In the season finale, he was like, yo, fuck her. Take the keys. Like, go get some money. Like, leave her. And Villanelle was like, no. And he was like, see? <laughs> Just that bullshit you were on since the fucking door owes. And I'm upset. So we get a shot of a Constantine trying to cross borders and uh, magically there's something wrong with his passport. And then who comes to listen? <laughs> you know what? No, no. All right, this is Terrence Plastry. Do your theories. I'm not yeah, even gonna. Like so, you magi- could be right. Magically, something's wrong with his passport. And then, um, you know, they always have some room you have to sit in, or whatever, whatever the case is. And then in comes a heavy hitting, heavy lifting thespian that was just announced. And then they're staring across at Kim Botnia like. Were you planning on going somewhere? Like, you know, just some sort of... And then, you know, he's doing the well. See, what happened was is... And then that's when he points the finger to, you know, it's... She's she's not, you know, she's tainted. She's not what she was. She's not the asset she could be. But Talking about Eve? It's Kim Bolton, you telling the seasoned actor that villanelle pa. is tainted. <laughs> about villanelle right uh, and that you know she she only seems to be obsessed with this and then gives the name the see flash and they're like hmm sounds interesting oh so what you're telling me is that you that she needs a new handler is what you're telling me yes <laughs> and so then it maybe seasoned actor going hey okay well see that's interesting i don't um i actually do think that this new character um, played by Paul. I'm just keep calling him Paul because that's what I know him as right now in Harlots. Um, I think he could potentially be an agent of some kind because he's he has a bigger form and he doesn't look like he's about to punk out like Hugo, like, oh, I'm, I'm here in the research department. I'm a, I'm a fake hacker. No, I think he's probably going to have some weight to him in terms of whatever power he's given. And so Ooh. to me, that's only two options. That's the 12, that's MI6. I mean, it's curious to even muse about him potentially being a, a handler for Villanelle because right now Villanelle's off book. Villanelle is freelancing. Villanelle has told MI6 to fuck off ultimately and the 12. Like she yeah. is on her own, especially because she was like, Constantine, you too can fuck off because Constantine was on that nonsense and actually said those really hurtful things. Like, well, you ain't my family, hoe. So, um... 
And she was like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Really? Wow. Okay. And then he dropped those hints about you have family out there. And so who knows? Who knows? He might be. So I don't know if I'm more in the camp of him working for the 12 versus MI6. I, I kind of would prefer the 12 because that would probably mean he's more of an edgy character, a little more interesting. But it remains to be seen. He'll also be in Carolyn's rotation. But that doesn't mean he's not in the 12 because we right. know plenty of 12 members say. are in Carolyn's rotation. I just want to put it back out there that I'm looking for at least a bitch or two to make it into Carolyn's rotation in season three. Suzanne, what's up? I mean, come on now. And then we still have the coroner who I hope gets another uh, shot this season. That's Julia. I need her to come back. That would be very, very nice. Also, what if we get a Hydra situation here where it's like, yeah, sure, we're mi6 me doing air quotes i can't with you <laughs> i mean we always thought that carolyn is but that's more carolyn. because this, carolyn right. is shady as fuck we right. don't know what the fuck's going on with carolyn we don't know we still don't know right all we know is that everybody left the season fucked up except for carolyn okay except kenny fucked up because he's like i don't got no friends i feel really bad about this constantine fucked up because he's like well i gotta tell villanelle like bye bitch but i feel bad about it a little bit bad she was like my surrogate daughter we got both our ladies even villanelle on their bullshit should be in Alaska, but they're not. And so really the only person who left with everything they expected to Mrs. without Long surprises exactly. is fucking Carolyn Martins, the motherfucking OG of Killing Eve. Like, she always knows what's up. So I think she good. She gooch. She's the only one that had a hot girl summer and this right. hiatus. Meanwhile, Eve is out here in dirty aprons right. smoking Bleed cigarettes. Out. Probably a fucking Newport. Right. I don't even know if they sell Newports in, in Europe, but if I had to imagine what kind of cigarette Eve is smoking, she's smoking the cheapest, the worst cigarettes but that's kind of what she deserves a little bit girl like why did you turn your back on villanelle i still right. i mean we were watching that clip earlier and i'm like why didn't you back out slowly and try to like <laughs> try to like do play a little chicken with villanelle are we hoping it's a uh through and through what you mean out the back in the back out the front that's what she needs i mean to not die you don't want the bullet chilling in no, there that's true. to get an infection it needs to do a clean clean pass through her abdomen okay so here's a question because in this clip and if this is episode one or two that we saw them filming with her there or they could be filming out of order to try throw people off that's another possibility um are we thinking that season three is going to be like season two 30 seconds type of deal or 30 days type of deal like massive time jump. i think there will be a massive time jump i know that they would want the fandom to anticipate something being right where we left off because that's what they did before but with the new showrunner, I oh. don't feel that the newer runner will want to uh, funnel the type of fervor that season two has just to give her the slack to grab everyone's attention in her own way versus following someone else's blueprint. Like, yes, there's an overall way to tell the eight episode story, but chances are it's going to be a allow me to introduce myself under the the watchful eyes of phoebe waller bridge but you know what if they do both like so in the first 10 minutes it's like we are initially here and it is 30 seconds after and they maybe do some sort of elusive shot to someone helping her but we can't quite tell who it is and then we do another time jump and or rather our first time jump and then it's eve 
Oh, like later. waking up or something? Not necessarily waking up because she's obviously standing up. She's healthy. She's recovered enough to stand up straight and not look like she's in pain. And so with that abdomen shot in the show, it took Villanelle about three episodes before she yes. was fully there. And so I'm just curious. Like, that's a way to deal with it is that if you if you have the show come back and immediately we're like, here's Eve, here's someone or something interceding to make sure she doesn't die. But then from there, we do some sort of time jump couple weeks a month whatever and then the part of the mystery that unravels in season three is what is in between those moments of the time jump and maybe we're not given direct information for who eve is working for right away who would be assisting her to hide her because i mean she got multiple issues multiple issues yeah nico yeah. is one of those primary issues and the fact that that motherfucker is still in a storage locker still with locked. a decomposing gemma right. a decomposing nico do you think he can hear it like in his in his subconscious nico i'm yes. dead because of you nico <laughs> Nico, if only you'd said yes. <laughs> uh-huh. If only uh-huh. you said you loved me. Literally, that was all he needed to say. Well, or to say dick, that he so. no longer loves Eve. Either he, or, he was like, nah, 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 chill. <laughs> I'm not she's, doing that. She's like so close, man. So if I were to braid like with lanyards, Here's another Ooh. image of. So she's amongst the trash. It looks like is she texting? No, that's a cigarette. I was that's a cigarette say. holder. All Kill right. Commander, are you sending text messages? Is oh my God. Is that what you're doing? No, but if we were to braid like Lanyard Braid season three to have it mirror season two. We don't want that. Focus... We don't want that. I'm rejecting what you just said. We do not want a mirror of season two. Sorry. It's just that I need Eve to do her, her negative rise. Like I need her to rise to the heights of true misandry and murder. Not be on her fuck shit of, I don't know. No, no, no. Well, that's the reason why I said the the mirror part where it's maybe the first episode will be heavier on the Villanelle side versus the Eve side. Where it's Villanelle, I don't want to say her wondering if Eve was smart enough to survive the wound. Because you can be dumb enough to let a non-fatal wound kill you. Like, would she worry that Eve would be that careless? So, but it it's really depends on Villanelle's motivations because, I mean, that's part of what the fandom has been discussing. Did Villanelle intend to kill Eve or did she just intend to shoot her in a very intimate way? Like, because that spot on the abdomen has significance and relevance for their relationship and so we just it's hard to say without confirmation exactly which way Suzanne is going to go for these two Mm. women but I don't think we can speculate without knowing Villanelle's I mean we can we can obviously speculate wildly but we can't really know without knowing Villanelle's emotional motivations now I have already said like in 17 different ways why I feel like Villanelle did not intend to kill Eve philosophically even though she you know, came real damn close. Oh, yeah. And that's simply because Villanelle's hyper-intelligent. She is a trained killer, literally. She is the ghost. People are fucking afraid of that bitch. Egg Ghost was like, I'm afraid yes. of this faceless monster. And so you can't convince me that a Villanelle wants a hoe dead, that immediately three dozen ways don't pop into her head to make sure someone is good and dead. When she killed her replacement handler, he was done in a second. She was like, headshot. And so I'm just trying to figure out why bother Unless 
the idea is to try and give her something to think about and marinate on the same way that Villanelle did, where some people thought, I remember too, after first season ended, they were like, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, what's going to go on? I was like, it's going to be really gay. And I was yep. hoping that it was going to be super gay. And it was where Villanelle's response wasn't what people might have thought an extension of her trying to shoot Eve. And the thing, when I watched that first season finale, I was like, she's not trying to shoot her. She's trying to get her out the way so she can yes. run away and do things. Yes. And so I don't think someone like Villanelle, who went through such a transformation this season, especially in Amsterdam, where at the very least, she's like, I feel things when I'm with you. Like, what the fuck? So even if she's disappointed because Eve was on her fuck shit and granted, wow, Eve, truly on the fuck right. shit. But does Villanelle really want to let that go? Does she really want to end the game? The game that is the most interesting game she's ever played. The whole reason Aaron was trying to appeal to that bitch is because he was like, I know you like games. I got the best games. I got all this money so I can, you'll never be bored of my games. And so I just don't, um, I'm not of the thought yet. Like you're going to have to take this fantasy from my cold dead hands in when the show shows me, Candace, you are completely 100% wrong for me to say like, okay, Villanelle wanted Eve dead. I, I, I just, I just don't believe that. Which then it's, then what is it? Then what else is there? There's a lot of options. Well, a lot of options, but I think one of those is she wants Eve to sink into the barrels of like we need to see Eve in the first three episodes at the very least where we saw Villanelle helpless in a certain kind of way. Like Villanelle wasn't completely helpless, but she was the most helpless she ever was. Vulnerable, mildly scared at the very least of like, what does the future hold? I'm not sure. It's not in my control per se, because Nico, again, what what's going on with Nico? Will he tell the police? Will Eve he rat out Eve? No Will he clue. try to? What I don't know if she cares. Like, what's up with Gemma? So there's remember we said there's two ways that can go. Nico gets framed for Gemma's murder, mm -hmm. or Nico tries to to outcry Villanelle and no one backs him up, including Eve, which just further devolves Ooh, their relationship. Yeah. 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 Like Eve, tell them Eve. And she's like, what? <laughs> Villanelle who, bitch? You, <laughs> you, you wild. I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> who said that? Exactly. <laughs> who said that? I didn't say that. I mean, it could be the, you know, wedding ring thing. It could be that where it's like, oh, so I guess you made it official. Oh, it's what? <laughs> Is, is that what you call it? Making it official? Is that what you did? Is this now we're even? Are you calling this even? This this shot? This is me going to 305 where she's trying to justify what oh, she did. Oh, when they meet up again. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh my God. Look, look, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm, look. Whew. All right, let me, let me get myself together. So I do enjoy the, the tete-a-tete -tete that happens between our women. But please, Susan, there has to be some sort of consummation of sapphic feelings this, this is this the season. season this is the season okay so we can go we need we need it that's that's that okay what i'm saying is third time's a charm what i'm saying is you can't have another episode five where these bitches are on that fuck shit and there's not a sapphic embrace that involves besos Right, like, <laughs> like season two, we on, got man. like, well, season one, we got the sexy getting dressed and putting on the scent, and it's like, yes, I'm wearing Never it. Never over and all season the one. Are you wearing it? Season two, Are we you? got not only the door o. Will you give not me everything only, I want? Right, not only what the door happened at the forest of Dean? But we got. I'm expensive. Will you give me everything I want? Yes. 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 That's what we got. And then if I were it was nighttime. If I were nighttime. you can't shoot a bitch because what about my promises, hell? Uh -huh. And also, again, again, what you said earlier about like the promise that Eve made to Villanelle. Yes. Excuse me, that Villanelle made to Eve on, in season on one where she was like, are you going to kill me? So mm -hmm. I don't think Villanelle, I, I feel like she keeps her promises yes. a little bit. You promise? So this has to be the season. This is the season where you give us the scene that we go, welp, looks like this show is not 
queer baiting. And then we just post the like clip and then hashtag killing Eve at the bottom. Do we still have to say that? The show's definitely not queer baiting. I, I know mean, people have feelings, but I feel like saying those feelings are incorrect. Yeah, well, it's, not, you know. it's not queer baiting. You can't it, queer bait with a queer as fuck bitch I, on the show. That's not how it works. We know it. this. We understand this. We we do. We do. Unfortunately, not everybody who creates queer content sees the way that Sorry, we see. this is my music because what's up with Forrester Dean? What is up with Forrester Dean? The truth is out there. Susan, Susan, will you give us a piece of this truth? Because we deserve it. I just interrupted your spiel, but it's because I'm stuck on this. What, what is happening for Forrester Dean? Was Terrence, there, was there grumbling to be had in those two hours? Look at you, a mess saying grumbling. I mean, but it's, <laughs> what else do you call it? Um, look, I'm just saying we need some answers about where Villanelle's thigh was. If you guys don't recall that episode, please revisit it, where we did a jaunty TED Talk. Ooh, there goes my slip of jaunty. I knew it was coming soon enough. Mm-hmm. Well, that um, for those was, of you not watching was, Gentleman Jack, I'm sorry. I can't help it. That um, thigh was near queer. That's all I'm going to say yes! about we that thigh. We have to stop. We have to stop. <laughs> oh, the thigh was definitely near queer. Yes. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. The pulsations. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. The pulsations, oh, the vapors, dear. just everything. Bitch. Was, I'm just, I just need, what? Well, a two-hour drive. What happened? What happened in between the sink and the door? Right. Between the sink and the door. And then... How did Villanelle grab her shoes? Right. What happened? How did Eve get her coat? Did Villanelle help her put it on? She looked like she was in a very chivalrous mood that day. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to figure out how... What was the extent of the contact? The truth is out there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's amazing Eve could still walk. That's that's what I'll say. Wow! It's amazing Eve could still walk. Eve, your door. You almost left your door wide open. Wide open. <laughs> Pun intended. Wide, right. Pun intended. Hey, so we're back here with all the vocal jokes. <laughs> Welcome, listeners. Um, hope you missed us. I was trying to think of the name of that dance where you just like, it's not like exactly the stanky leg, but like your knees and they're in like in a jibba jabba. That's uh, that that should have been Eve where she was like, like, uh-huh. you know, when you just get off from riding a horse and you're just like, ooh, I can't. Yep. No, I can't no, really stand up straight. Like, yes, what? that. Oh, that was dirty. I'm going to leave that one in my head, but that was dirty. What was it? Well, at first I was thinking of tip drill. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> my God. But after that, I was thinking, oh, the, you know what happened in that two-hour ride to Forrest Dean? It was, what are you doing? I am asleep. <laughs> A true, a true treat for any of you listening to our Gentleman Jack Crack podcast. For those of you who aren't, again, my fucking bad. There are now two sapphic shows that occupy my brain space, and it's Killing Eve and Gentleman Jack. Okay, I see. I lost my whole. I, mean, I lost my whole train of thought. If they went to sleep to during the trip to Forest the Dean, I mean, hey, do do yourselves harm, whatever you, whatever that means. I'm just to trying you. to figure out. I just, I just. <laughs> Because, because look, when you speculate at what could have happened at the forest of Dean, it makes more sense why Villanelle was hella tight in the forest. Yes. And also by the counter. So you just go the, take all the these grubbles for all these hours. You just, you just take and take. And that's, that's literally what she said to her. She's like, you take O Eve after Pulaski, O after O, Eve. Damn, Mariana. That's, that's what this is. You're a Eve, mess. Eve, You're a whole Eve ass her mess. Mariana. I just. Bitch. <laughs> 
We got to tell the listeners, like, look out for this crossover. It don't make no sense. Like, but how you, like, how you take the O's and then you be a bitch? Like, how do you, how do, you do that? Like, you don't. Um, she's like, that wasn't a real thank you. I was like, I oh, like my we God. Gotta, we got we to gotta blame Eve's dickishness on Nico. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. But this is what I mean. This is why this is why I'm super excited for season three because I know mad people were annoyed because they didn't exactly get what they wanted. But I I did in a sense. Like of course, of course, I want kisses and grubbles between the women. But at the same time, what I want more so is my two bitches together. Evil grows in the dark. Yes, no, like, literally. That's, yes. that's like I just I need for the next murder. And I believe I said this in one of our previous episodes. Like I just like the greatest gift this show could give me before it ends is not just like a kiss scene or a sex scene. It is the two of them gleefully murdering a man together. Like that is what I want. A murder O. Yes, I want that too. It will be a murder O because it'll basically be Villanelle's face like we saw mm-hmm, when Raymond mm-hmm, was getting axed, but mm-hmm. also Eve. She's like, and then they'll look at each other <laughs> mid-murder and it'll be like, right. oh, babe. Right, it's like, <laughs> you killed I need for it. me. No, I but, need it. Yes. Oh my God, that reminds me of a, I think I had it in our um, scene on Twitter. I saw something tweeted and it basically said killing Eve 2018 on. And it was screen caps from Gone Girl where she's like, I've killed for you. Who else can say that? Look, can we talk about this for a second? The I've killed for you. Now, authentically, realistically, has Villanelle killed for Eve? Realistically, she has. Yes. Right? Like, she has. Yes. She has. Because she threw that bitch in front of a bus. Yes. And she was like, look, watch. Did you catch your O? Yes. Murder O? Right. (laughs) He was like, how dare you expose my O's in public like this? And then, of course, Aaron. She killed Aaron for Eve. Yes. And I feel like Villanelle was like, "We're it's kismet because you just killed Raymond, Raymond for, me. for me. And so I feel like we're going to have another scene. This is one of my strong predictions that until I have, you know, until it's ripped from my cold dead hands, I feel like it's happening. That Eve will kill again for Villanelle to parallel the two murders we've seen Villanelle so far do for Eve. But this time she'll mean it. It'll be of her own accord, her own decision, her own follow through. Please, can I have this? Please, can I have Sandra O. Oh, gleefully killing someone please god i've been a fan of sandra O oh, since the late 90s i just need you life universe goddess out there please do this for me i deserve it sappho thank you also <laughs> sappho, we if they do you. if they do this then that means like the, a profile need to be created for you plastry and if oh, they you do mean, like that, a murder profile like yes, a, and, and if they do that then they're gonna have to give her i don't want to say a murder name because when when they do it's just gonna be Killing Eve. And it's gonna be like, aha, you did it. I do want her to do this though. I do want her to to tap in. I just don't know what it's gonna take for her to get there though. I feel like to what, the murder? I feel like for some reason Eve is is a denser character. And I feel like something she they're gonna have to give her like the Joker's story or whatever, like you, like what they're oh doing. Oh my with, god! Like with Joaquin something. Phoenix. Yes. I mean that's interesting because she. I mean it's. I personally feel like the way for this to happen to Eve is a complete loss of everything that matters and that grounds her into this reality. And I felt like, you know, at the end of season two, we were there. We were getting there, essentially. And she's just in denial because she's so upset that Villanelle was added to the pile of people manipulating her after just discovering that Karen was like, bitch, I'm the smartest. And she was like, you. And so she can't have Villanelle also be manipulating strings and admit that to herself. But I feel like at the end of season two, we were there. We were like, Eve, you don't have shit, girl. Like all you potentially have besides your girlfriend is a job if you leave your girlfriend. 
Which right. is what Carolyn said. Like, you abandoned Villanelle. Come back with me. You good. We straight. Like, <laughs> yeah, I used you. I manipulated you, but that's what I do. I'm Carolyn Martins. You could totally still work for me. And so she chooses Villanelle. But then she walks out on Villanelle. So it's like, where's her power coming from? Nowhere, as far as we can tell. And I think she needs to fully accept the loss of everything. Like, she thought she could go home. Yeah, the, so that the needs to be wrapped Bell up in laughed, a certain sense. I too laughed. I too laughed. Like, we all laughed. Home. The whole fucking, the whole viewing audience laughed. Like, Eve, where? To what? Eve, there's, <laughs> to what, bitch? To, like, to, huh? To spoil Shepherd's Pie? Like, what are you, what are you doing? And so I think it's, okay, you know what? Actually, let's, let's, let me bring up this next musing topic in terms of like shit we saw on the internet. And that is one of the locations that we know they were shooting at. Killing Eve has been spotted filming at a motherfucking church. And that's interesting for a number of reasons. What's the first thing that jumps into your mind when you think of Killing Eve shooting at a church, a cathedral? Maybe another funeral. Yep. Could it be, um, I was about to say the lady with the annoying voice, because that's mean. Could it be Gemma's funeral? (laughs) (laughs) I almost choked just then. I mean, but could it? Okay, so the only thing that disturbs me about it being Gemma's funeral is that is she that important to be in a church that big or is that just Uh what they do in the UK all their churches are super old so there's like hey this big pretty church because here's the exterior here's the interior it seems to be a Greek Orthodox cathedral and I would agree with Killing Eve filming locations on Twitter that says seems like an odd place for Gemma's funeral and I would agree so actually if I had to guess if I had to guess a funeral here it wouldn't be Gemma it would be Eve fake eve mm. funeral and if there is perhaps a ruse to try and fool villanelle that would draw her out though it would that draw her out would. it would draw yeah. her out she's a dramatic hoe she'd be in the back <laughs> mourning in some extravagant fucking veil different veil of course but still no less extravagant oh my god you just made me think of charlotte charlotte crafted that veil god charlotte i hope you sent all your notes to the new bitch please I just, you know I'm having that love hate anger thing where it's like I'm happy for you and I'm excited for what you're doing I on Harlots, but I love, I love you. you. But I, mean, I hate that you're like I just I miss you. <laughs> she's she's killing it on Harlots right now. Yeah. I can't be mad, but that's only because I watch Harlots now. If I wasn't watching Harlots, I'd be like Charlotte. You've broken my heart. Why do I see your note of I can smell the strap from here? Why did I write oh. that down? Who are you did talking I? about? <laughs> oh, um, you, was it? That was, oh, it was Villanelle. Villanelle yes, City. Smelling Carolyn's strap. Talk about <laughs> Moscow rules. Analog. Yeah, I was like, ooh. And she's like. Okay. So since you bring that up, shout out to the listener who was on the same page as me about Carolyn potentially having a fling with Villanelle. I mean, I mused on it a little bit in past episodes where I was like, I wouldn't be mad at it. That doesn't mean I want Villanelle to be with Carolyn. It just means that, like, the shit that would do to Eve's mentals is really messed up in a way that would be delicious, delicious gay drama. Where you're like, ha! Because, well, Carolyn's a boss. And we already talked about how Carolyn's and my six past and training would come in very useful for a girl like Villanelle with many skills. That uh, if they decided to do that ridiculous fucking side story with them, I would not disapprove. If you guys have any theories about what is happening in this church, is it a funeral? Probably. Is it a fake funeral like Eve's? Or is it a real funeral like Gemma or Nico? Or, oh my God, this just occurred to me. Hugo, he's a rich boy. His funeral could totally be in a fancy church like that because his family has money. Ooh, yeah. Oh, do you think they would keep it under wraps that he, he murdered his father? What the fuck are you talking about? Hugo? Wait, do you think Hugo's... 
We don't know who Hugo. Oh. We don't know who Hugo that is. Hugo, who Eve, who Eve left in a puddle of no, his own blood I know, and but ran I off. I don't think he's dead, but I see what you're saying. I was thinking of Peel. But why would he not be dead? Like, he's not. I mean, we lost Elena after one season. We could fucking lose a Hugo. We don't need Hugo to. You already say you don't think but Jess Hugo's is coming back. So why Hugo got to come back? But why Hugo? If you don't think Jess is coming back, why Hugo coming back? Why is Hugo coming back? He can't work with Eve. He was left in a puddle of his own blood. How you? How do you work? How do you go back to work with a bitch who left you to die? You don't. That you report true. yourself to HR and say this is undue stress. And I will sue all of you if you make me work with this woman who left me to bleed out. At least that's what I would do. I would be like, I need to see HR right away. You have me but right next to Eve Pilastri that- at the desk. And I said, no, 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 no. That's not going to work. So did, did you change your mind about wanting an exciting occupation? <laughs> because he was like, I'm here for the thrill. I'm He's here like, for I the- can have the thrill, but not next to this bitch. Like, not <laughs> next to this bitch. Transfer me to the other fucking location. Thank you. There was also a report on Twitter where apparently they were shooting at the Clapton Heart. And Eve was in some fake heavy rain. And I like the note that it was fake because anytime you fake rain out here in a production, you're trying to set a mood. There's no other explanation except that. And the last time we saw rain, of course, was when Villanelle was being rained on literally in her soul. In her soul, but on actually on her head as well. While Nico, oh, Lord! Got Eve to go down on her knees. We will never forget that episode for all of the wrong reasons. It's because, you know, Villanelle smacked Nico with her strap. And he... yeah, she was a bitch for that. She she excelled <laughs> too much with her big dick energy. Talking about, yeah, look at my outfit, bitch. I got your girl and you, you can't can do, do anything about it. it. And Nika was like, okay, all right, okay, all right. Watch me and my stash <laughs> go home. And um, it's weird because that's definitely my, my least favorite moment of the season. But it directly connects to one of my most favorite moments of the season, which is Villanelle in the storage container asking for the gratitude she is deserved and mm-hmm. i just after she was being like, asleep for two she hours counted the o's. she counted yes. the o's she was like i really feel like i'm deserving yep so what's up <laughs> you gonna say thank you or what so quick speculation on what eve is doing in the rain why is she caught in the rain what's happening oh wait the new rain well that's with her oh and the raincoat and the smoking and the the pondering she has I mean, I don't know if that's all together in one scene because they've been photographed differently, but we could theorize. I'm thinking it's all grouped together. She's having one big, what is that book? Terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. She's having like one of the worst days ever. Well, it doesn't look like it's the same day, actually. Her hair is out in the raincoat. Like it's like her usual curly cough that Villanelle loves. And when she's in the white, she's clearly working. She's clearly... You know, her hair is tied back. It's obscured like you would if you're cooking or in a food place. You've got on an apron. You've got on something that looks like jammies. So that's why you say busking because you're like, oh, she's definitely a Right, that's definitely a busker for sure. But not a waitress because waiters got to look more together. Right. A busker. Someone in the back, like getting dirty. Yeah. In the rain, she is wearing her blue raincoat. Her hair is down and she has a wine glass that does not look like someone who is just taking a break from a blue collar shift. So it's not, hmm. No, it's it's got to give me, it's it's got to give me something in relation to introspection. It it's it's got to give me. I mean, in the photographed photos of Eve on set, she looks pretty sullen, like she's thinking about her life and her choices. Probably Villanelle, because realistically, when is her mind ever? far nah, away from right. Villanelle. It's very rare. Especially after the gunshot. Because I mean, just straight up trauma is going to have you thinking about your trauma, whether you like it or not. And then you you just, you double that to the second power because it's Villanelle and she's going to be fucked up. 
So I'm saying this photo is ridiculous. She literally is holding a wine glass that is almost <laughs> empty and cigarettes. And she's in the rain. And that's her go-to when randomly she is doing something feverish but connected to Villanelle. And usually around in barely, episode five. Barely, because we I'm, only saw her smoke the one time with Hugo. That right. was the one time. And now that it seems like it's, it's a repeated thing. Yeah. Something that she stopped and... College, college because of nico and something that she's completely picked up so i take this to hope and mean that she is not back with nico because nico would not enjoy smoker's breath not that they should be making out but to me this confirms that nico's not back in the picture right now that he is off still dealing with Gemma, <laughs> maybe locked in a storage locker still maybe in jail who really knows up. so no predictions you draw only because we're not getting a location for her it's the same place no 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 i mean yes but no like well, we think of where she was left in the end and we see her out in the rain. We're thinking this is the same city where these two stills are happening and it's still not her at home, right? You're you thinking me? she's in Italy? No, they're filming in London. That's where people are taking these photos. So I'm going to have to belay your thought that she is in Southern Europe because she's not. Mm-hmm. These are verifiable London locations. That is where they are. And so conceivably, Eve is back where she live. Now, whether or not she's at home, I don't know, but she's back where she live. She's back over there, unless they're shooting London for Germany. (laughs) I don't know, but conceivably because of where these spots are they're like she's back in London probably really good and true to their location up to this point. Except when they were in the ruins and they were like, oh, they walked five miles in two minutes. It makes total sense. Maybe it was just cutting room floor stuff. They, they didn't walk those whole damn ruins. They totally shot that differently. They were like, these two places are going to be right next to each other, even though on the map they're right here because they're right. pretty. For this, even though her hair is down, I have to wonder if she's leaving work because why would you take your hair down if you were just on a break? But you might if you were leaving or arriving and you didn't put it up yet. So, so if you follow the theory of her- of Eve being hidden, whether with intention or without the intention of a Carolyn or just unemployed. Knowing. Maybe she's not hidden. Maybe she's just on the fuck employed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she needs to find a way to pay her goddamn bills. Could be that. And she's like watching behind her back like she's been burned, but it's like, no, you're not that important. Or, you know. Either way, she should be because of what Raymond said and what Villanelle said that. She was running off of Villanelle initially to be safe with Villanelle because the 12 was coming. And Raymond was like, ooh, they're going to light you up for this. I promise you. Everyone you know and care about. And Villanelle was like, that's easy. I don't know or care (laughs) about anyone but Eve. And she's coming with me. And Eve was like, same. But uh, I'll pretend like I have someone I know and care about, like Nico. So I think that that's definitely something that's going to be on her mind. Because how could you not think about what Raymond said? It was ominous. It was foreshadowing, for sure. At least so, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm putting my predictions in now. Y'all will I mean, see. That's 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 cute and odd only because it plays into uh Nico trying to tell Eve that Villanelle locked him in the storage and she's like, But what if it was the twelve? <laughs> oh D fresh. Like, oh the, but the twelve said that they would come after everyone I cared about and you know, you're my husband. The twelve so. is the twelve is low key. Villanelle's mad extra. So that in and of itself would tell on her because it's like the twelve is supposed to be in and out. Right. In and out. Which is why they wanted the egg ghost. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm sad. Pa might be casted to come after Eve and pursue her along with something because Villanelle's not an option. I mean, who really knows? Maybe he's there to recruit Eve. I don't know. Maybe he's in Carolyn's rotation and he's half spy, half agent. Also, an option. And he's also married to Gina Torres. 
stop it. <laughs> I'm going to just keep throwing her in every chance that I, I get. I mean, I will take a Gina Torres cameo because I will always take a Gina Torres cameo. But don't get my hopes up, goddammit. Paul's going to visit the storage locker, free Nico, then kill Nico. Um, that sounds absurd, <laughs> but I'll take it. Hashtag Palastri Theories. So one of the other things I've been that's been leaked about what's happening in filming is that a location spoiler and Kim Boldnia was spotted filming in queue. He was filmed at the a post office walking to a letterbox. It was a fake letterbox and the post office have been switched up, but that's something he was doing. And we've also seen a few photos of him getting fittings on Instagram for what looked like to be a suit. And I'm like, Constantine don't never wear a blazer. This must have something to do with his family or something else. And so what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on what Constantine's up to? Who's he mailing the letter to? Is he snitching to like Villanelle's living family member well, that we don't care about, but they're definitely going to show us in season three? I don't think they'll do anything with Villanelle's family. I think they what? just left it. I think they... I'm glad you said it now. Okay, cool. You're yep. saying they won't. Lock I'm saying in. they will. We, are, we have it locked in. it in. Boom. They won't. It was Constantine playing the, even though I don't really need you, you still need me card. And he thought that that would be a strong enough thing to work. Where he's like, but we aren't together. We aren't family. But you do have some family that's alive. And she's like, what? Family. It's like, well, now it looks like you need answers. And guess who's got them? So... It would be another trade of information. Look at me finding a way to be worth something, even though I'm not with you anymore. When she clocked him for saying, you know what? I feel like the 12 only cares about you because of me. <laughs> so I feel like once you lose what, me. Jody? Yeah. Or rather, uh, um, Villanelle. I was like, well, I feel like once See, you lose me, then. Are you, talking, are you speaking for Constantine? I Constantine's feel delusional. That because Constantine... how was Constantine the asset? I'm on Villanelle's side when she was right. like, why do they need you, Constantine? Yes, exactly. Wait, so what you saying? What, what are you saying? Now I'm confused. I'm are you saying, saying that Constantine that thinks Constantine he's more important? was definitely telling a tall tale to try to keep Villanelle close to say yeah well guess you have family and you need information that oh I you have. think constantine was lying yes oh i don't know about all that okay i don't know we'll see no we already locked it in it's too late now to it go back we have in. locked yeah. it in we are on opposite sides of the fucking theory fence and we'll see what happens in 2020 but yeah okay cool another place another location they were spotted filming in was a karaoke bar in southwest london well, now why overdue. do we think whoa I didn't. I was about to ask why do we think they're in a karaoke bar, and you're already like it's overdue. It How is, is overdue. it overdue for the whom? The series began at a karaoke bar, technically. Eve got back from doing karaoke. Okay, and but gets that was into not the in the actual Nico. bar. Uh, <laughs> right, what? it's it's just I fucking can't. That was the story that Bill told us. That like okay. Bill, Elena, and Eve were, <laughs> were turning up at a karaoke bar. And one fan fiction that someone sent to us several months ago, it began in a karaoke bar. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, so why do you think they're in a karaoke bar? Who's in the karaoke bar? Place your fucking bets. Who is What's going on? karaoke bar? Do you think they really retracted that scene with the, the cowboy hat? What? Do you think they really retracted that scene? There's the no hat? way for us to confirm. All we know is that... <laughs> Jodie Comer said, yippee ki motherfucker. And so that's that uh, that says to me they're acknowledging the cowboy hat. It does not say whether or not they intend to retcon or explain our 
cowgirl <laughs> villanelle trying to mourn in um black cowgirl gear we don't fucking know to me if they do the double time jump which is what i'm thinking like no time jump but then actual time jump then they can just mildly acknowledge that like that's something that we saw but they don't have to explain that she went to this particular store and bought this thing right afterwards so i don't know i'm not ready to lock that in yet but right now i'm somewhere in the middle of like they will not necessarily directly acknowledge it outside of what they just did in the clapper but i don't know that they will do something specifically to be like this is erased from existence because to me if they do a double time jump it won't be necessary villanelle likes to shop a lot her themed outfits are legendary and daily so yes, so it's not like she probably daily. found a, a dramatic way to mourn eve every day it was a new outfit and she was like i'm not over this because i definitely don't think as the the deleted scene showed that she is spooked by eve she saw one bitch with black curly hair and she was like is that and so i don't think like regardless of what her intentions were that she she's fucked up she's she shook shooketh and every time she sees a bitch with curly hair it's gonna be like the club where she's gonna be like oh is it oh i and felt she messed really up. bad in the club like i can't wait and this is can I wait? Because I'll probably never see this. But someone can write that fan fiction of Villanelle on her fuck shit where she's just trying to fuck some random bitch and she calls out Eve's name and the girl's like, excuse me. And she's like, oh, um, <laughs> oh, um, how about Kill Commander? Does that work? <laughs> is that a little bit more? Is that more your, your theme? Is it is it because it's not specific? I'm not saying a, a woman's, another woman's whole last name. I'm just <laughs> a descriptive thing. I'm like, who is this Kill Commander? None of your business. Don't ever ask me that question again. Well, you know, she's only had, to my knowledge, one return lay that didn't really get a name. I'm going to hide and I'm going to let you find me. A return lay? Her oh, return lay. The, uh-huh. The soccer mom. Uh-huh. Actually, she was a bit older for a soccer mom. Maybe like well, college mom. <laughs> yeah, college mom. She's, yeah. So who knows? I, I always want them to bring girls back for some reason. And I would. it would be nice to see her again. And maybe she could provide the scene that you seek. Right. So wait, so what was your, did you even say who you think is at the karaoke bar or what? I think, no, I did not say. But I feel like, I don't think filming happened inside. I think filming is going to happen leaving it. You locking that shit in? Yeah. All right, lock it in. I'm going to say that filming happens inside. I'm going to go the other way because we might as well cover all our bases. I'm going to say that we have a drunk Eve in no, there but they singing need like music license fucking, no this is what this is what i'm gonna predict this is what i'm gonna predict i'm putting it in we saw a drunk on love villanelle in the car singing 80s tunes and i think yes. we're gonna see a drunk on actual liquor and tonic and my life is destroyed eve in the bar singing some sort of relevant heartbreak song and it's gonna be glorious like i am locking that all the way in i don't know how wrong or right i will be but i just want it so i'm locking it in you're locking it in that I'm we thinking of uh, that yeah, we see them after and I'm locking in that we get a scene with Eve inside. What do you think is a pro pro for that kind of a uh, my life is all fucked up and there's a lot of songs for my life is all fucked up like you it depends on the, the energy you have and if then, Eve is feeling bitter a villanelle she could have that Alanis Morissette energy or like garbage or something where she's like it's intense like it's ooh, a little bit of rock a little bit of alternative or if it's taking a bit of a self-exploration like she's looking inward she might have more of a lamenting vibe of like well i wish i would have just gone to alaska could have avoided this abdomen wound and also being alone in this karaoke bar so i don't know it's i i just want to see it because and i think it's something that could make sense because sandra O oh is literally brilliant at comedy she never fails and she can pull that the fuck off for sure also i want it all right, so what about the location of a pub also in the same part of London, New Malden, 
They were seen filming in a pub or by a pub. Public I guess I should also say up. before we do more talk about New Molden in what is it, South South London, is that evidently it's New Molden is known for being like Korean town in this part of London. So theoretically, Sandra O's Eve will be in a part of London that is easier for her to blend because there will be multiple Asian people there. Potentially, actually, Koreans, hence the name Korean Town. So, well, I mean, blend where people, (laughs) blend will be harder for people to see you. Right. And so, just to give that further context, like I said, so if, so we need to consider, that's why I said too, that it's possible that Carolyn has nothing to do with this, that this is just her trying to use her wits to be like, I I, I don't know. So, I'm gonna be over here in Korean Town working as a busker, drinking my life away and singing in sad karaoke bars until someone saves me from my own misery. And potentially that is Carolyn. Eve, I've been watching you. It's pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) It could be Carolyn. Carolyn as God. God, uh, mom. (laughs) Since we're in Korean town, do we think there's a possibility of meeting any of Eve's family members? The mother, she's claimed, claimed she was talking to on the phone, but I maintain you don't hang up on your mama like that. Right. Let alone immigrant mama. That don't work. That's not how that works. That wasn't a real conversation. No. But do we potentially meet a mom, a dad? She's an only child, so there's no options for siblings here. But if she's in Koreantown, there's a total option for someone who is related to her to appear. I mean, maybe she's really a transplant and her family's back in the States. So I don't know if she has family up here. I don't know if she did the whole thing. She has the one. Remember, because of the divorce. Parents divorced. She was in America, then came back to the UK. So realistically, half her... Or not half, but somebody, somebody connected they to the bitch. They haven't talked about um, any casting, so unless they go small, but that name. would be the kind of casting you keep under wraps potentially that's because that's true. a lot. Is I, it another it's ghost? A, it's, a, it's a jump, <laughs> right? It's a you. You're like, well, there's only two options, right? <laughs> so, Is it another ghost? Or maybe the ghost sees her. Yo, um, the ghost has nothing but smoke for Eve. I, uh, yes. So. Yes. And if the ghost sees her, the ghost running away. I don't think the ghost wants that smoke because she, whatever Villanelle did to that hoe in a locker, that just broke a bitch, just broke her without making her bleed. She knows that Eve sent that bitch in there. She's like, I don't want, no, I can't, no. And you did it to your own kin? Like, no, 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 I don't, if I was the egg ghost and I saw Sandra O's wonderful locks, I would about face and run in the other direction and never Mm. let her see me. So those are the end of your predictions for the pub. For the pub, yeah. I mean, we'd love to just see Eve drinking. And, of course, you said Eve blending. Makes sense. Fiona Shaw has also been spotted on set. Not really doing a particular action, just spotted in general. Looking fabulous, as she always does, as herself and Carolyn Martins. Any predictions you want to make for what the fuck Carolyn is up to? (laughs) Uh, hopefully just finish having sex, maybe going to have more sex. I feel like she's at the top of the world. Uh, she has, uh, nothing to lose. Oh, she may have a very strong idea where Eve is, but is pretending not to care. But does she care? I was about to right, say, pretending does she not care? to care because she I'm pretty new. sure everything is going according to her long game plan. Still, I feel like she's Mrs. I will not lose. So yeah, she won't be sweating at all. And maybe um, they'll be in the side about Kenny doing something unexpected, but she knows about you it. You think they'll be in the side about Kenny? You were the one going on and on and on about how Kenny was reduced and reduced. He was all of reduced. Season two. So, how, and so where did he come from? Because they brought given him back to, given with a clapper. They gave him words. I wasn't anticipating that. I mean, weird. That was weird. 
what at the end of the season no the clapper them giving him lines in that it's like oh they what remember he the exists the end of the puppet play at the end of god but that's his mama of course yeah, he's gonna be there but kenny is the only other person who is a part of the core crew they fucked up when they lost miss uh baptiste you but you can't you she's can't. in demand yes which is fine because you know again miss baptiste is truly i mean her comedy was on point and apparently enough americans were like give me that bitch i mean and she's gone so i think the only other core person there is kenny bill is dead yes frank is dead and he didn't even matter and so all we have is carolyn eve and then of course villanelle constantine and the power solid like okay here's the core cast that we're used to so i don't think they can do away with kenny unless they actually kill kenny which why would you do that although i am concerned for kenny the the social media account has been talking about kenny a lot and i'm like oh what if kenny dies this season and what if you test carolyn's resolve where that's concerned and i'm afraid to see what carolyn martins might do if her son dies so do we well of course we can't we can't lock anything in particular in regards to that yet but kenny it's undeniable to say that his presence in season series two shirked and shrank and shirked and shrank to the point where there were episodes where he physically appeared and had no lines and then he was just spoken of and not appeared in the episode entirely at the end by the end of the series this is so true. it's so to have him, I don't want to have him up here just to die, but to have him in the clapper to me was like, oh, does this mean that the writer, because let's say the writer's in on the, the fun of the clapper. So does, does this mean that she's going to reintroduce Kenny? Is she's going to. What? <laughs> you have the lost me. Oh, you're back to the of clapper? series three. Of course. I need to know. Technically the, what the her script is there because they started. So she turned in scripts. They got scripts. Right. They know what they're doing. Well, I, at least for half, right, right now. So I just need to either root or hope that she's going to root for the reestablishing of Kenny back into the story. I think she's or, going to root for drama and then see what happens. I mean, but there's enough drama without even like including Kenny in the picture. Like we left with Eve trying to use Kenny as the I'm going to tell Kenny everything you did. You know. He already knows he's he's part of the cleanup crew, and then so it's like, well, if that's not going to be the thing that I could use to get towards or at a Carolyn, then then he's is he useful to me? Unless he's rooting for me, that's the only thing they could do. If Kenny's coming back and he's rooting for Eve, somehow. But he's scared of his mom. So. Right. So that's There's why only it's so like, much rooting you can do. Exactly. That's why it's like. Mm, Plus, last not. we saw, Sean Delaney was in New York filming something. So there's no telling how he'll be used on the show and right. when. Right. But he's definitely not been spotted on set. Of the core group, I have not seen any photos of Sean Delaney. I've seen Fiona Shaw. I've seen Sandra Oh. Actually, I'll add that. I've not seen photos of him or actually Jodie Comer. As yet on set, even though I'm sure she's around <laughs> doing yeah. stuff. So we've only seen Sandra O, oh, Kim Bodnia, Fiona Shaw, really, as the primaries that are out, that have been outside doing something, which that could also mean that we're light on Villanelle in the early episode, you know? I mean, who really knows? Or of course they could be shooting out of order, but yeah, it's all it's all interesting because Kim Bodnia was spotted in London and what does that mean? They're usually pretty good on their locations. And so that means he's in he's in London. He's he's 
he's back there. What is that where his family is? Is he maybe en route to retrieve them from the address Carolyn gave him at the end of the episode? And then he finds a surprise where she's like, psych, psych, your family's actually over here because I need you to do more stuff. So it's what was he mailing? Like, what was what were you what were you mailing? Okay, we'll do we'll try to lock that in. What was he mailing? Boom. Could that be his version of the I'm Cher Horowitz, I failed my driver's test? Oh my God. To whomst? I don't know <laughs> to whomst. I don't know to whomst. Bitch. I just wanted to know, could that be his version of it? That, that's I all I fucking said. can't. Why do we think Cambodia was getting fitted for a fancy jacket when he's generally in cash, casual wear? He may have to make an appearance somewhere. Some sort of, I don't know, interrogation of sort. <sighs> Interrogation. You, you, I, I, you know. know, I'm disappointing these plastic theories. I'm gonna say a funeral. Like, why would why would he wear a fancy jacket for what? To whom? To speak to whom? Not Carolyn. He's never worn a fancy jacket for Carolyn. But he might go to a fake funeral in a blazer. A fake funeral. Well, that ties or into a real what you said funeral. Earlier. But I don't no. see why he would go to yeah. like unless it was Eve's fake fucking funeral. And people were, and he was like, oh, let me pay my little my little bastard respects because uh, well. I, so how early is this funeral? This is something I could get locked in. Do you think this is happening? Series one? Is this is this episode one or two? If it's happening, if there's a fake funeral or a real funeral staged, whatever, episode one or two to set the stage of drama for sure, for sure, for sure. Because it's going to set up whatever it means that either we're, we're lying to a group of people about Eve being alive. And so we have to put on this big thing of a funeral because Villanelle expects it and for her to believe it or whatever, or the 12, like we need to see stuff happen. Do you know what I mean? And Eve was an agent. And so you do things kind of like the cops. Well, I don't know, but in America, like, you know, a soldier, a police officer dies. There's a certain amount of attention paid to it because they were service they were in service to the government or working for the government you know um what do you call it public servant so i don't know but that's my guess i can't think of another reason that constantine as we've seen him would wear a blazer we've seen him at dinner a bunch of times we've seen him in potential fancy places in that museum of villanelle he was trying to be on his rick owens with his fancy fucking hipster clothes Mm -hmm. so i don't see any other real reason for a blazer unless it's extreme formal wear and I just and it's black, so I don't. That's all I got. I mean, funeral is linear, and it works for how you're describing the 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 villanelle trap of of series season one or was this episode one or episode two of series series three? So it works. What the funeral? Yeah. Like well, do you have a, a alternative one? No, this is. This is a good one for you to lock in. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm anticipating a funeral for Eve. Or, well, we didn't say who it was for. But I'm not anticipating a funeral, personally. But it could happen. You're not anticipating any funeral, so then what's the point of the church, B? Did you lock anything in for the church? Because if you're not anticipating a funeral, what is the point of the church? You have to lock in a theory for that. that a hoe lies in the church. What?! I think a hoe lies in the church. A hoe yep. or a hole? I'm confused. A hoe. A hoe? Someone with information <laughs> that's in the rotation. Okay, so you think Carolyn is visiting this church to get information from a hoe. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Mm-hmm. That's what you're locking in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I don't even. <laughs> it's okay. I don't even. <laughs> All right. I, you know, I just, that's so wild and random that I'm just, okay. Let's, yeah. All right. Probably Her right reach too. is far and right. <laughs> far Elastigirl and wide. Elastigirl reach. <laughs> yep. 
But that's why we love Pilastri theory reaches because they are so literally across time and space sometimes. I mean, that's sort of the end for images and stuff we saw online as it relates to season three filming and what we could potentially muse upon. Any other random Pilastri theories you want to put out there? Well, we're before we end this we definitely aren't doing any stuff. flashbacks for sure. Um, we're not doing time travel, although I do like the idea of you saying a time jump for, I guess, perspectives, even though I don't think we'll cover the same time twice for two different characters. We may not do that. We may do scene by scene simultaneously, but we won't do like a replay of events. I don't I don't think we're dealing with that kind of a director. And I don't think that that will be the kind of tone that she would try to set for where we are in this, uh, what do you, uh, what do I even call this? This novella. I mean, at this point, it's it's reaching novella. Uh, well, I mean, it's based levels. on a novella. Shout yeah. out to Luke. And evidently there's hate sex between Villeneuve and his books. And I feel like I must endeavor to read them <laughs> for actual and factual Where do you think they were? Fiction. Were they in Morocco? Were they in- what? what? Where do you think they were? Place. No, I'm just... Just <laughs> they were in Italy. <laughs> they were in Naples. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, I mean, I don't know about how the books and what they stick close to and what they don't, but if I had to pick a city where hate sex would go down, it would be Rome for obvious reasons. Mm. Uh, if I'm going to throw out a wild pilastri theory since yours, you have that church ridiculousness you said, I'm going to say Eve kills Nico. <laughs> I mentioned that sometime last last season. It's still this year. Earlier in this year when we were trying to muse on what could happen at the end of season two. And I thought her killing Nico was a possibility. Why not? Let me just throw that back Do you think it's going to be one of those I thought you were special kind of things or? I think if they have her kill Nico, she should do it in the exact way. She told him she would in season one. Well, she paralyzed him with what is it? Saxitocin, whatever she fucking said. Chop him up into tiny little bits and put him in a blender and then flush him down a restaurant toilet. Perhaps that restaurant she's been drinking out of. (laughs) Now, that's a long, a long form wish and dream because I do kind of want to see Nico go down and see how pathetic he is when Gemma's been dead and decaying in there for three or four days and all that stuff. But she could also just kill him and that would tickle me. But you wanted Nico to have smoke for Eve. I do. She could kill him after the smoke. Like he has too much smoke. And she's like, okay, bitch. Like, okay. You speaketh too lucid from your lips. I must kill you now. Because this would be her coming back around. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be, oh, I'm killing Nico in episode one to three. It's like, I'm killing Nico in episode six to eight. Because ideally, Eve has been on her come up for the evil stuff. And by the time we get to episode five, I just needed to be really different energy. Because each time Villanelle has just shown the fuck up, which is generally how it fucking goes. Eve, I mean, she was less thrown off in season two because she was expecting a bitch. But still off her game in a sense. She was. was Villanelle's very intimidating. And again, what happened at the sink? What happened with Villanelle's thigh? We don't know. All we know, she fucked up Eve. She fucked Eve up. And so what I would like to see as a change in pace and things for season three is a a complete alteration, a complete flip in that dynamic that maybe it's Eve turning up to where Villanelle's at. Like, bitch, I'm here. I have things to say. And I would like for the dynamic to be different. I would like for it to kind of mirror what we saw in the ruins, which is remember when Eve started approaching Villanelle? She was like, I'm just like you. I'm not afraid. I was like, okay, she's about to hate fuck this bitch. Like, what's with that look on her face? It was aggressive. It was powerful. And she wasn't afraid in that moment. So that's what I want. 
for episode five of season three is for Eve to be on that bullshit, to be like, bitch, I'm just like you. What are we going to do? Fuck right now on the kitchen. <laughs> that's not, that's not for I the I mean, plot. definitely I'm one sorry. major that's kill from six to eight. Is it Nico? It could be. Is it Kenny? Who knows? Is it the brain cell that they've been sharing for the first two seasons? I don't know. Will there be a second brain cell in series three? Will they each have their own brain cell? Or will they be a, this character's on the rise and this character's on the decline every episode? Will that be a trend that keeps? You mean between the two of them? Between the two of them. I don't know. I hope the show isn't too repetitive with themes because then it gets predictable. And one thing I've enjoyed about Killing Eve is its non-predictable nature. Like certain things are predictable, but not actually plot points necessarily. And so I feel like if they do that same thing, we're like, oh, you know, who's unsure of this? Mm, That would be a little bit boring. But if it evolves into a new type of dynamic between the two, which realistically it should. Season one changed Villanelle, and we saw that change in season two. Season two has fundamentally changed Eve again. I mean, I would say she was sort of awakening to a thing in season one. And in season two, she, like she says to um, the therapist, I'm wide awake. And so season three needs to be the reality of being awake. Like season two was a bit of the reality for Villanelle, but also for Villanelle too, because she's had to readjust her bullshit. Does Eve even like shepherd's pie? Like we've said. Like, it's great to want to please your girlfriend. It's great to want to feed your girlfriend. But could you feed a bitch what she likes to eat? You know what I'm saying? Could y'all have a conversation, potentially, where instead of you stalking and watching and inferring what you think is true, that you actually have some real truth. So from Villanelle's part, she did not have the complete look of Eve. I think she had the look of like, oh, murder's rising. It's on the rise. I like this. But Mm -hmm. other stuff she didn't have together. So I would like for there to be more cohesiveness and both of them understanding what it is exactly. Because they have half of it. Like, this is what you want. This is what you wanted. Yeah, okay, that's true. But what she didn't want was that piece of manipulation on the side, Villanelle. She just wanted to kill a bitch, truly and realistically, but not be manipulated into it the way Carolyn essentially manipulated her into everything that she did in Italy. Well, except for the O's. <laughs> no one had to manipulate Eve into right. those O's. She was like, I'm she needed them. Doing she some, wanted them. I'm dipping the toe. I'm, I'm diving in. Oh, I she did to... more than a motherfucking toe. Right. Well, so then will she be able to identify herself this season? Who, Eve? To be able to say, this is who I am. I would like for her to marinate on what she said. Like, whatever recovery or post-process, she thinks about what the last words Villanelle said to her. Like, I did this for you. This is what you wanted. And yes, there's, you know, some lies in with those truths, but it's mostly truth. And I need for her to really think about it. And for her to go back in her head when she asked Raymond, I want her to have some happy feels, like laugh about the whole, in the shoulder, Eve! Because that's ridiculous. But also be like, oh, that was fun. That was that was nice. <laughs> that was fun with that time we killed Raymond um, and just alter her position of from being disgusted because the last look she had at Villanelle was like heartbroken and a little bit disgusted which fits with how she was feeling and we want to get her to a place where she's happy to see Villanelle again like when she did not frisk a bitch at the door yeah. because she was too shook. What's the point? What's the point? Eve the point! <laughs> it's the cop of feel bitch damn have you seen Villanelle? Good lord. Alright so we got Nico going down episode 6 to 8 we got Eve doing some introspective marination, hopefully she in needs series to. one, she needs to. maybe in the rain, maybe smoking on break at the <laughs> restaurant, wondering if they could smell her husband's uh, melted flesh to, <laughs> <laughs> to wow. pour it down the drain. I mean, wow. who knows? I would totally take that misandry scene. Uh, we got a karaoke bar. You said we got uh, some I karaoke don't know. bar, confirmed locations, karaoke bar, church. Post office box. Eve on the microphone. Restaurant. 
in Koreatown. So just everything is really confirming Eve's side, which is all very interesting to me. So at the very least, I think we can certainly say that whatever's being shot with Eve, she's nowhere near Villanelle. Because we had shots and pictures that were leaked, I guess, yeah, it would be last year. Last year, where we knew that there was going to be lots of time in a moment between Eve and Villanelle because we had seen shots on set of Jody and Eve in the same spot. And now that we know, like, oh, that red outfit, wow, that was all Italy shit and all this other stuff. And so I think they won't, there won't be much they can do because Killing Eve is too hot of a show in the UK and the US for someone to not be like, I will get a photo to confirm that Jodie Comer is in this outfit on this day, shooting on set. So I just don't think there's been exterior shots of Jodie at the very least. There's probably been interior somewhere and we don't know where she's at, but exterior, no. Do you think this fervor could hurt Killing Eve in the long run? What do you mean? Uh, Thinking of the release date and it not being a simulcast for both coasts where we're gonna get it first, and then they're going to get it after. I mean, did it hurt it technically? No, no. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, we got to see a very nice ad campaign for when it got released on their side. Oh, Lord. Back to the <sighs> ad campaigns. Film um, Stop it. <laughs> but, like, you know, now they're just trying to get through taping an episode. And it's like, ugh, are we ever going to get this shot? <laughs> like, are are we ever? I would like to believe that their permits and things will hold out just fine. And that I just hope that they keep really intense spoilers to themselves. Like whatever is potentially spoilable that they endeavor, and it's outside, that they endeavor to just do what they can to like not have it. Because I will be looking at all the images, but we don't want to be spoiled necessarily. Right. So if we see something that we'd be like, oh, we totally know what's happening here. That'll suck a little bit. But so hopefully they just keep that under wraps in particular. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think it's only good for the show to have a bigger footprint of, of people watching and what to expect. I just think it's shitty for UK people because <laughs> it's going to be like it was this year. Yeah. You're going to be spoiled if you go to the internet. You're going to know what happens. I mean, how many fans we run into that said they hadn't watched season two of Killing Eve, but they knew that Eve was shot because they were on the internet. They were on Twitter. They were on Tumblr uh, and they yeah. saw it. Mm-hmm. And now they were, I don't know if I want to watch season two because I know what happens. And we had to be like, but the door owes. Right. But like, you know, the bug like- sex, but the voicemails, but Eve breaking into Villanelle's place without a key. I lost count of how many times. There's so many things. I mentioned the AMC premiere app, but it no longer. It no longer. Oh, that's that bullshit. That's why AMC not getting my money. AMC took away Killing Eve and I was like, guess what? I'm taking away my funds, my coinage, bitch. Because how do you remove the show before it is available on other platforms? Like, this is why I thought the app existed. This is why I thought it existed. I I I never heard of this app. Until this, this show. They'll be like, you guys were talking so nicely about this earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Killing Eve was so streamable, right. bitch. What the fuck? Uh, now, if it were to magically pop back in rotation, I mean, I don't know how I would find out. We can be I forgiving. Don't. We can, we right. can, we I can mean, turn we can work something around. out. Right. Like, it's, you know, it's not a syndicated show. Like, I mean, there's no way to really catch it unless you have it on DVD even though I'm waiting for these extra deleted special moments, which I'm pretty sure are not going to be appearing on the DVD, which makes me sad. I really need for these productions to get themselves together with this bonus content. These minutes that you feel like the Americans don't deserve. I don't know why. Who put that in your mind to say that we don't deserve these minutes, but I know we deserve all the minutes. Every, every single minute. We need to know when it's cut and that if you're airing it against somewhere else and they have the minutes, I need to I need those minutes. 
because it's airing and it's just not fair. Indeed. Well, I guess before we start to close out this episode, we should, we had a listener write in that was asking if we had seen Sandra O's Critics' Choice Award acceptance speech and wanted us to to check it out and, I don't know, talk about it, give our opinion. Oh, she said there was a lot, um, a great thank you given by Sandra O to Jody. So let's check it out really quick. This is... Sadly, it is someone's fucking TV on YouTube, and that's sometimes how, that's how it be yep. sometimes. So, all right. Thank you so much uh, to the critics who are been so supportive of, of me and Killing Eve. Um, Killing Eve is uh, about the female psyche, mm, mm-hmm. and I want to thank the people who have been interested in examining this world. Uh, first off to Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Phoebe Waller-Bridge um, to I'm sorry. S- Sally um, and Lee at uh, Sid Gentle to all the women at BBC America to our incredible crew and our cast but tonight I just really really wait where are you wait jo- okay um, there's one person um, oh and look it's Kirby Hallowell Baptiste I don't know why I always say her name like oh, that but she's so pretty you not see this I is why you fucked up. No. Oh, it's I guess you can't see. That's true. That's true. I'll have to show you after because I have to keep it going. When it's just the two of us on set, there's just the entire world goes away. And I'm so appreciative. That's something you say about someone. That's that that's that's being magic. Yes. Well yeah. That's creative magic. Like when you're out here creating with somebody and you have the synergy, that shit is priceless. Look how happy she looks. Right. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. I had seen it. I don't, you hadn't seen this speech before, no. right? It's from like uploaded seven months ago when award season was in full swing in early spring. And um, the listener was just talking about how Sandra really spoke very, very well, very, very sweetly about Jody, and we agree. And um, I think this just goes back to what we've seen on the show, what we've experienced as audience members, that there is an intense creative synergy that has happened between Sandra Oh and Jody Comer. And we are the lucky beneficiaries of this artistic synergy. And so, of course, right? That Sandra Oh would give sincere heaping praise and thanks to Jody Comer for being the other half to this ridiculous, ridiculous coupling and tension and just everything that happened between Eve and Villanelle for all the people who who love Jodie Comer and her performance as Villanelle which of course has been extraordinary like bitch it doesn't exist without Sandra Oh like that's <laughs> how it works like you can't you right. can't make magic with just half of the magic potion so yeah thank you for bringing that to our attention and having an us play speech. it on here if, if all of you listeners hadn't heard it yet I hope you enjoyed it I'm sorry that it's from someone's TV but also thank you person um, who uploaded it from their TV Mirage Lamb I don't know <laughs> but thank you which is a great transition to do a little mini Emmy segment um, of course we were out there tweeting rapidly and screaming killing Eve into the streets when we found out that our bitches had Emmy nominations but not just Emmy nominations like Killing Eve as a whole has motherfucking nine nominations you guys yes nine Emmy nominations and Fleabag has what 11 so Phoebe Waller-Bridge out here with 20 whole ass Emmys that's right basically that's what I call lady excellence yes and so before we get to some of this bullshit we see out here where journalistic pundits and sometimes watchers seem to be trying to pit Jodie Comer against 
Sandra O oh and vice versa because they're both nominated for Emmys versus just acknowledging the actual facts that it is incredibly hard in this really, really, really talented field of dramatic shows in this fucking heyday of television shows to have two women from the same fucking show major leading protagonists nominated. That means that creatively, they both did an excellent job. That and we means, don't have to right. pit them against one against the yes. other. We don't have to say that one has more range than the other because, well, that's false. <laughs> if you're out here trying to say that Sandra Oh has less range than Jodie Comer, you haven't been paying attention. And I suggest you watch more of her content because that's a lie. Well, we have here two different motherfucking characters, okay? We have a, an over-the-top extra as fuck sapphically inclined assassin killer of men misandrist and that is fantastic and then we have eve Pilastri, who right now is a fucking um a murderous a gay in denial yep. is what i'm going to call her yep, yep she is wild she's acting out and i think one of the things i enjoy despite it being frustrating for me as a viewer is how eve evolved this season because as i, I think i said this already that i feel like whatever eve will be doing in season three will get her her third emmy nomination in a row for killing eve because it has to be a flip of the spectrum of what we've experienced where Eve was sort of like, I mean, think about that scene when she was about to interrogate the egg ghost and her, her hair is pulled back. She basically is showing no emotion in her face. And it's at the same time that we're experiencing Villanelle showing the most emotion she ever did. And so with those parallels, I think we're going to flip again. That Villanelle is going to be on her bullshit where she's like, I don't, do I even feel? I don't know what that is. But still is dealing with that. And Eve is just going to be on sensory overload again, but without the tethered things that maybe kept her... I don't want to say sane, but, but grounded. Like, right. Like her job, like her husband, right. like mm -hmm. those things she could lie to herself about and be like, I'm normal. It's totally fine. I was growing weary of reading every article saying, will they be splitting the vote on each other? Where it's like now neither of them will win because people can't choose which of the two to vote for. So go to, you know, an outside show because they're Don't do that, motherfuckers. Just pick one of these bitches. Right. <laughs> as long as one of them pick wins, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I don't know about y'all, but. We really wanted a nomination for Jody, and she got that shit. Okay, right. so they're already winners to me. The fact that Jody, Sandra, and Fiona all got nominations, and shout to Fiona Shaw with her double scoop okay. for killing Eve and Fleabag, bitch. Um, but yeah, so I'm 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 good as a fan. I wanted recognition for the show. I wanted for it to grow in popularity and just like eyes on it, and that's happening, and that always happens when you have Emmy nominations and you are acknowledged by your peers in the industry. That is fantastic. Of course, I want Killing Eve to win all the things I wish they could both win in this uh, category. That's unfortunately not going to happen. But I think if we all believe, as we do, that Killing Eve was the strongest dramatic contender in this Emmy season, and certainly, you know, it out outdoes Game of Thrones for me easily, and that's the other major contender for dramatic Emmys this season, then I think we can we can just sort of feel comfortable in the fact that Killing Eve will be taking shit home. Regardless of whether should. or not it's Sandra Oh or Jodie Comer, we can still be as happy, just as happy for either bitch. And of course, Fiona Shaw. I hope she takes home both. I hope she's double fisting it that night. That would be wonderful. I don't know if we, we're going to get the HBO shut out because, you know, Game of Thrones is the darling. So stop it. it I stop. feel like stop. they're going to just. Oh, that's be my haterade coming out. <laughs> no, I feel like they're going to be just handing things to Game of Thrones. Like, I yes. really hope they don't do that because, God, 
See, here's where I hope it happens. There's plenty of things that you should hand out to Game of Thrones. And to me, that's mostly in the production. That's the people who aren't necessarily the thespians, but they're the ones responsible for the set, for the costuming, for that ridiculous war scene that happened with those continuous shots. Like, technically, yes, those are really complicated, hard to do shots. And I believe they had a longer war scene in Game of Thrones than any other in terms of like what was needed to create the sequence of shots and things than any movie already to date. So they have definitely made history with their production shit, the large scale of the production, all that stuff. But still, when it comes down to the individual performances of the thespians, I'm trying to find somebody in Game of Thrones who outdid Sandra Oh or Jodie Comer or Fiona Shaw. I don't know where it's at. Yeah, I don't... I don't and I love plenty of the ladies on Game of Thrones. Of course I do. Love Lena Headley. Love Amelia Clark. And yet... I think that we have winners in our ladies. And since we have... Uh... You know, Meryl Streep and the gang not really in the running. Yeah, this not till season. next year. Right. right. So this is the oh, that's window. That's the best part. That's right. the best part because we'd have been fucked window. if they was in the game. It's really, it's really killing Eve versus Game of Thrones. It really is, actually. So I just need everyone to just behave responsibly and to not make me, I don't know, fucking throw my phone at my TV. Like that would just be the thing to do. So let's let's vote right. Let's vote smart. Let's vote. Let's vote our women in. I mean, <laughs> all the, all of our women. Yes, let's vote all Phoebe, of our women. Phoebe, Fiona, Jody, Sandra, all the bitches. Yes, line them all up. Just hand them all out. Get them, get them pre engraved now. Like that, that would just be. The it's nice just thing like to do. there's some fraught fucking categories to be sure. Like comedy, outstanding comedy series, which is where Fleabag is. It's up against Veep, Shit's Creek, and Russian Doll. And I think and this those is are three things I watch Julie, that I really enjoy. This is Julia's. I think this is her last year of Veep too. So again, that might be. Another... I mean, it is her last year, and that's always that always plays a part, especially when you're an industry veteran like Julia Louis Dreyfus. But she's and also she was coming off her cancer issue but also she's really fucking funny yeah that's all yeah, i can say right. is that i've watched veep this entire time and i've laughed also of course russian doll with natasha leone was fantastic it was incredible and so it's like oh geez oh dear mm-hmm. oh no mm-hmm. who to root for in these fucking categories and in drama series i think killing eve is up against i would say their their biggest competition is game of thrones pose yeah i would say bodyguard but this ain't britain it's, it's we, we ain't gotta worry about bodyguard right. um so it's really oh Oh, Succession. I've not watched that yet, but I've had multiple people tell me how into Succession they are and how, how, how good a show it is. That's another HBO thing. I've not watched it yet. So I think for Killing Eve, the biggest drama is Game of Thrones. This is Us, Pose, and Succession. Overall, there are there's eight nominees. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. Give it's people like four or five. And two of them are Killing Eve. Oh. No, 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 no. This is for best drama. Oh, there's best only, drama. I said oh, there's okay. eight nominees and one is Killing Eve and they are up against some juggernauts. So could give Killing Eve a run for their money, to be sure. Mm. Right. So Fiona Shaw is actually going up against Lena Headley for Game of Thrones, Maisie Williams for Game of Thrones, Gwendolyn Christie for Game of Thrones, <laughs> and Sophie Turner for Game of Thrones. See this? With Julia Garner also thrown right. in for Ozark. So what I'm, it would be just so nice. <laughs> of course I, it would be very nice if Fiona Shaw took that right and it's like mm, you know much love to the cast of Game of Thrones but 
sadly they did not nominate Kim Neal and supporting actor. <laughs> you know, Hugo didn't get a look. So we don't have to be concerned with that motherfucking category. But for lead actress, we of course have our two ladies, Sandra and Jody. And then here's where it gets weird. It really does get weird. It's hard to say. Even though we feel as strongly as we do about Killing Eve, they're up against Viola Davis for How to Get Away with Murder, Ooh. Amelia Clark for Game of Thrones, Robin Ooh. Wright for House of Cards, Mandy Moore for This Is Us, which look at Mandy Moore, trending yes. upwards. Yes. And Laura Linney for Ozark. Uh, well, and it was the final season of this is this, this is, is the final the, season of How to Get Away, which is why I'm right. like, oh, that's interesting, because sometimes <laughs> they do like like we said for Veep, sometimes they do things like that where they're like, well, it's the last time we're gonna see her, and who knows when they'll be back on the on the little screen. So sometimes it gets political like that. So I don't know. And then you have, of course, the goodwill towards Amelia Clark. And Daenerys, and a lot of people think she got done dirty. She did the best she could with that material. So I don't know, is what I'm saying. So people out here worried about, oh, Jody versus versus Sandra. And I'm like, what about the rest of the nominees? Right. Like, I just want them to win. I don't give a fuck who it is. I just want one of our ladies to go home happy because I know they will be absolutely thrilled for the other person and it'll be fucking fine. Right. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past one to put, pull the other on stage. I'm saying. Or do another. Wait, where? where's Jody? Like she did in that other speech where it's like, Jody. It is like, even though there's a whole room of people that's in, like, I'm literally talking to you right now. Like, thank you. Like, no, this would be possible exactly. without you, without your gift, without your artistry, without your It's your literally magic. not possible without your partner. Right. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's like one of my favorite. When the, we played one of those scenes in a previous episode from The Hours with Nicole Kidman, but that scene does not work without the actor who's playing her husband. It does not work without her having a really skilled actor to play off of, to play that distraught husband. She's not as good as a thespian without the partner. So anyways. It's like together we're Aurora Borealis. Oh, someone's got to use that line. <laughs> <laughs> like we're the Northern Lights, you and I. Indeed. Well, we did have some uh, audio clips that were shared because of this, all this Emmy talk uh, from the Television Academy, where, of course, they have the nominees come out and answer questions and all that fucking fuck shit. And uh, we have this cute clip from Sandra O, oh, where she was asked about our favorite television show from her childhood. And she she mentioned fame, which, you know, fits because that was one of my mom's favorites. And yeah, they're around the same age. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. That came, fame came about at the really the right time for me. I think I was about eight. Just obsessed with it. I mean, I didn't see the film. The TV <laughs> series? Like she's like, I wasn't watching the, the film. The television show. Yeah, the television just, show. Oh! With Debbie Allen. Went right into my soul. Oh! Okay, so that's great. I mean, I feel like that's extra nerdy for us because we're New Yorkers and yes. fame is very intrinsically connected to the DNA of New York and its creative scene, creative dancer scene, which is why my mom loved it because she was a dancer when she was younger before she had her injury. And so really, this is just Sandra O oh being cute, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. <laughs> there's really no other there's really no other reason for telling about this clip except to say Sandra O oh was being cute at the Television Academy talking about fame being her favorite childhood show and that Debbie Debbie Allen literally injected goodness into her heart with her content which just makes me like smile because she worked on Grey's Anatomy mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that's like coming full creative circle yes so it's bit. like being able to tell your director do you know if not for you if not for you hey <laughs> hey yes and, and then what if she also did a cheeky number for you know those wondering about the fate of her character of this of Killing Eve where she did you not hear where she stopped singing yeah she said, fame, fame, I'm going to live. 
And I was like, oh, well, we know. There was also a short clip posted from Jodie Coma, also from the Television Academy, where she was asked what she thought was the best thing about working in TV for um, a lead actress in drama. American TV here. Let's see. My favorite part about working in television is the people who I meet and the people I get to work with. I remember from a young age, I was always surrounded with people who were a lot older than me. And I think I matured and, and, and grew up in a, in a different way than a lot of my friends did. And I think you make friends with people who you would never in um, normal life meet. So yeah, I think the people are a huge part of it. Oh, Jody likes to meet new people. At work. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Jody's like, I just feel like you meet people you wouldn't normally meet in regular life. And I'm like, bitch, that's work. That's, <laughs> that's literally the definition of work. That's, that's, that's work. what that means. <laughs> that you would not be hanging out with half these motherfuckers if you didn't work together to get a paycheck. I mean, am I? <laughs> I mean, but. That's Because when I think of all the people wrong. I've met that I just wouldn't like just find in life. I'm like, that's, that was work. It was a work situation. And overall, there was an article in The Hollywood Reporter that had a bit of a bit more of an extended interview section from the 16 nominated actresses for Emmys. And of course, among those 16 giving answers were our two faves, Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer. So uh, Jodie's first up on this Hollywood Reporter link. We'll also link this in the show notes if you want to check it out. But she was asked, how has portraying Villanelle changed how you work as an actor? And she responded, I feel as though I have found a little bit more freedom within myself that is bound to a lot of the environment that you're in and the people who you're working with who create that kind of safe space for you. But with Villanelle, I had to lose my inhibitions. She doesn't care what people think. She's eccentric. She's bold. She's flamboyant. I think I ingrained in myself this theory that to be a good actor, it has to be so small and emotional. And actually, I was so wrong. As long as there's still truth in what it is that you're playing, there can be these larger-than-life moments. We meet people in day-to-day -day life who are these big characters, and there's no reason why they can't be shown on screen in a truthful way. Indeed. It's the truth. Actually makes me think of uh, Robin Williams a little bit. Very big actor, very, very just big in general, but he was, like most comedians, incredible at drama. Anyway, uh, the next question was, what's some of the most surprising feedback you've gotten about Villanelle from a fan? <laughs> her answer is ridiculous. A lot of people asking her to kill them is probably my most surprising. <laughs> Murder me, Villanelle, bitch. Slowly. Um, she continues, I love that people are so on her side because it's naughty and brilliant. I love when you watch a film and you find yourself sympathizing with someone who black and white should be the villain. It says a lot to the character development and the writing, you know? that nothing is as it seems. Girl, um, I just want to tell you that that's mostly gay. Like, <laughs> uh -huh. that's, that's sapphic energy coming your way where people are like, you can murder me. You can choke me out. Just look deeply into my eyes as you <laughs> take the life mm -hmm, from my mm -hmm. mortal coil. The following question is like, do you have any hopes for how Villanelle continues to evolve next season? What do you think drives her? She responds, I think Villanelle wants her freedom more than anything. And that was tested in season one. She wants her control back. She didn't have that at all in season two. This character has traits that we all recognize and know, but she has grown a lot. I'm interested to see how the writers develop that going forward. Of course, we want her up to her old tricks in unusual ways, but the kinds of events of what has happened over these past years has definitely changed her in some capacity. But has a leopard ever changed its spots? I don't know. See, I feel like the answer to that should have been like, <laughs> she wants Eve. And uh, she's that's pretty upset she that she's not had her O. She's playing it safe. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, like that's, that's the I real answer. I don't know Which what means she wants freedom. Right, right. Freedom, freedom with her girl. Because exactly. that's literally how we ended season two, girl. That you were like, excuse me, running off to Alaska. 
with my assassin money and my woman. And then I'm going to make you shepherd's pie that you probably don't that you eat. like. <laughs> but maybe you like it if I add a little couple of ingredients on top of the Worcester sauce that I didn't know was involved. <laughs> but yes. Okay. So the next question is, was there a scene that you were most anticipating to film or that you knew was going to be tough and you were preparing yourself for it? And she replies, the final scene in Rome was so huge. Girl, who are you telling? Just trying to get the levels of emotion of what should they be feeling? Also, the scene in the AA meeting when she's Billy. The way she tries to pull the wool over people's eyes and gives them a false story and they don't believe her and she has to go back and be somewhat honest. I think people are questioning, is that Villanelle? Is that how she feels? <laughs> it's like the mask slips for a second or does it? This woman is so convincing at fooling people. I felt within that moment there was a level of truth that came through Villanelle. But then it was also playing that through the character of Billy. I remember that being a big moment for me to try and get the balance right. That was probably my biggest moment emotionally. In interesting. Lots I'm sure many people would think it was uh, Amsterdam, but I, I would also agree, actually, that it was the A meeting oh, because in Amsterdam she didn't mirror? have to speak. And well, yeah, but, but she didn't have to. She didn't. There was no. There was nothing to say that I'm processing this part about myself. Right. In the AA meeting, she seemed to be while talking aloud, figuring something out about herself at the same exact time. I don't know. Next question is, who are you looking forward to meeting at the Emmys? And she says, Wow. You know, I've seen this sentiment repeated from Jodie Comer and wow, is she a nerd? Because she's saying Bruce Springsteen oh again. Oh my God. And she's like, Bruce Springsteen got nominated for his wonderful documentary of his Broadway show. So I'm hoping that he's attending because honestly, if I met Bruce Springsteen, I would probably die. But that's a chance I'm willing to take. Well, girl, I already met Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I did. Um, I'm alive though. So I think you'll make it through, Jodie Comer. They follow up with a question. Have you been a longtime fan of his? Uh, I feel like the answer should be duh. Clearly. Uh, Have yeah. you seen her Twitter? Jesus. And she replies, oh, yeah, my dad brought me up in his music. All my family has been to see him like six times. I feel like if I could meet Bruce Springsteen for the Comers, that would be the cherry on, on the cake for sure. So she, she out here trying to meet Bruce for her whole family. Oh, one That's up cute. in the family. Adorable. <laughs> Final question is, you've got to ask the music supervisor for Killing Eve to put a... See, I can't even finish this sentence. Uh, to put a Springsteen song in. Bitch, what song and why? Why would we do that? Don't you know that Killing Eve only plays like independent European music because right. that's generally what we hear on the show. Right. I don't think Bruce Springsteen. Born in the USA. Oh, wait a minute. The only way they could fit that in and the song I just chose, Eve. Yeah. Eve drunk in the karaoke bar singing some fucking <laughs> real American music and pissing off everybody in the pub. Maybe I'll add that to my I do my like little. your theme. <laughs> right. Fanfic writers, write it, write it, write it now. What Man. do you say? What, what, what did you say before? Oh, was it on the gentleman Jack? You're like crack, crack crackers, act actors, crack yes, crackers. We yes. were talking about act actors and crack, crack crackers. crackers. Yes. Yeah, that was said for Supergirl. And now let's look up Sandra O's questions really fast. I think it's rude they only asked Amelia Clark two questions. I hope that's not <laughs> premature shit. They're like, for okay, her well, that's quite enough out of me. <laughs> Yo, stop. At least, I mean, yeah, it looks no, like No, there's literally two questions, two questions right? No, she right. the only one. She the only one. Don't be shading Amelia like that. She doesn't deserve that. Unless uh, uh, to try to say that's how fun it is to, well, uh, no. All right. I'll leave it. <gasps> Catherine O'Hara also has two questions, and that's that bullshit. And they're really short answers, Ooh. but maybe she was busy that day. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, don't be out here shading Catherine O'Hara. No. Um, okay, so here are Sandra O's questions and answers. First question, do you have any rituals to get into the mindset of your character? And Sandra replies, it's just too long of an explanation. <laughs> That's me laughing for Sandra. <laughs> she adds, I have a tremendously personal and deep preparation around this character. I feel like I'm in it right now. Girl, 
I know this about you. She worked so hard to make Eve. Um, the next question is, your favorite line of dialogue was dot, dot, dot. And she replies, it's not a line, but I have a favorite scene. I it's knew an episode it. seven. Sorry. Look at you, not even But I knew it, but I knew it. I knew it. I let, knew me, it. let me finish Sorry. the goddamn scene. Sorry. <laughs> the listeners are like, Terrence, hold the pilastri in. Okay. She says, <laughs> it's an episode seven of our second season. Yes. Okay. Of course. Eve goes to talk to an expert in psychopaths, played by Adil Akhtar. Martin. Martin, right. Therapist Martin. So as you were just squealing that her favorite line of dialogue is around when she goes in to talk to Martin and he turns it around on her and starts to ask her questions about herself. And her favorite line is definitely in there somewhere. And gosh, I would agree. Define relationship. Like everything about what Are was Are you in happening? a relationship with her? Define relationship. Was... Are you guys fucking? Not yet. So I guess that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? Wide awake. Beautiful fucking scene. So well written. Shouts to Emerald because I really did love that scene. And of course, it precedes the hand sex and the buggos. And quite frankly, will we ever be over that? Hugo will never be over that because Hugo's probably dead. I know you think Hugo's alive. I'm saying Hugo's dead. Die, Hugo. Don't ever come back. (laughs) Okay, so she only has four questions, by the way. So the third in this one is, the proper costume piece I wish I could have kept was... Dot, dot, dot. And she replies, Oh, this is actually an interesting lost in translation situation with the English. My green purse is very central to me, and now it's gone because of the end of the season. I made a request for it, but a purse here, i.e. in the UK, is your wallet. So I got this thing in the mail. was just like, why do I have Eve's wallet? So... And her reply is, they call purses handbags. So I need to go back and sort this out. I feel a kinship with the handbag. Yo, she wants Eve's purse. Hmm. That's cute. Hmm. Sandra, make sure you get that shit. (laughs) Good luck. Final question is, was there anyone from your show who wasn't recognized with an Emmy nom do you think should have been? What kind of question? And why did they ask Jody this question? Right. That's fucked up. It's obviously Kim Bodnia. It's obviously Kim. That's it. Obviously. Or you out here thinking Kenny Should needs nominations? And then, I mean, the modest thing to say is, well, I feel like you know the show's gotten a lot of a lot of attention, a lot of nominations um, that we're all very gracious about, and to not to overreach. Then but... this was an unintentional. This was not intentional or unintentional shade against Kim Bodnia because the answer she gives is Damon Thomas, and so <laughs> Damon Thomas is is evidently one of the executive producers, but he's also the supervising director. She says. And has been so elemental in the direction of the show for the past two seasons. I was quite heartbroken that he wasn't recognized. For me, he's just so important. So there's Sandra O oh shouting out executive producer Damon Thomas, who is also evidently supervising director. Well, you know, maybe next year, Damon. And that's it. That's it. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is also featured in this thing. But it has to do with her performance in bag so we won't go over her answers but we will link this article in the show notes if you want to check out what she and all the other people had to say including little amelia clark's little tiny ass answers and mm-hmm. Catherine o'hara's tiny ass answers look who has okay numb skirt but they're in different categories look at how many answers they've given to michelle williams yeah michelle williams has a mini dissertation in this article well, and then like you, di- you guys dry way. snitching Honestly, I always knew she was going to be the biggest, the biggest uh-huh, John uh-huh, from uh, uh-huh. Dawson's Creek. I always knew. I always knew. Mm-hmm. And so I feel validated. Like middle school me, high school me feels supremely validated by this. Um, but okay, that's off topic. All right. So boom, Emmy talk. But we're really going to need for people like goldderby.com to slow down your fucking energy, your fucking animus with women because they're the ones who ran the headline. Oh, no. 
Four Emmy experts now think Jodie Comer will triumph over her Killing Eve co-star, Sandra Oh. What you mean, no, no? What oh, you mean, no? no, no? The right headline is, oh, wow. Two leading actresses, the two leading actresses and protagonists from the show Killing Eve are both nominated. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's it. They're that, writing that's all in, that needed to be there. How do we pre- prevent a disaster like this from happening again in the future? Like, No, versus, stop it. No. That, I want it to be like this next year. Right. Both of them nominated because they both give such extraordinary performances. God damn it. And the same for the HBO show. With- Obviously, we follow good people because I saw a lot of people retweeting this article like, bitch, what's your problem? See? Don't put out girls against each other because don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. In this article, they have odds like people out here gambling on Emmy. No, stop can't. it. Quit it. We're not even going to read the odds because they don't fucking matter, you guys. Wait a minute. If I... You... I know I said we weren't going to go into the odds, but I'm just asking you without reading them out loud. So obviously... This means that Jodie Comer, according to them, especially because they led with that article, has better uh-huh. odds. But is this saying that these two women in their mind or as is polling have better odds than Jodie Comer? That's what they're saying. You know what? They can suck a whole ass <laughs> elephant dick. I'm out of here. I'm closing off this article. So not only are they shading my bitches, they're still doing the ultimate shade by saying these other bitches actually have a better chance. Like eat shit. Goldderby.com. Anyway. All right. Oh, all right. Um, you guys see this? Wait, I, I'm is gonna that Twitter? Send this what is it? Send it right, right now. I had some quick scene on Twitters. Um, but I've re- I've retweeted a lot of this. If you're following us on Twitter, like I hope you guys are enjoying the content we're trying to do. We're trying to be better at tweeting more often in the down season. This was some great fan yes, art that, that someone drew. Commander text. It's no. Why oh. do you? It says Eve. This was my only problem with the oh. fan art. Is that Okay, guys, so basically someone drew some fan art in a text, and it's Eve basically sending a selfie to Villanelle with the message, I live, bitch, <laughs> underneath, which I was tickled by that, but it says Eve, heart saved in there, and we were like, it should say Kill Commander. I agree. Period. See, I didn't even acknowledge that it said Eve at the top at See, all. you were just right. fucked up. You were like, I see Kill Commander, right. dead face emoji, like. yes. fucking truck trailer, <laughs> stabby knife, you know, all and that shit. Ghost, yes. Right, because Villanelle's too extra to just have one emoji next to Eve's name. But that was great. We also saw some, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the account of uh, Killing Eve incorrect quotes, but they are on Twitter and they're hilarious. This was one of my faves, and it's completely absurd when you think about it, but it's screen caps taken from the infamous scene in season one, episode five, where they're at dinner, and as you see, there's a screen cap of Villanelle saying, I'm too tough to cry. And Eve is like, just today you were crying about snakes. And then you have Villanelle saying, they don't have any arms, Eve. <laughs> and then her face, like that's what, what got me fucked up is not just the content that's from evidently Steven Universe, which you would know. Yeah. Because I'm not caught up on that show, but it's the faces. And obviously Jodie Comer gives great face. Great face. That's why she got nominations in a BAFTA right now. But uh, arms, a, a snake with no arms. Also, I got a friend that just got a snake. So, yeah. Now I can't look motherfucking snake without thinking about this motherfucking <laughs> meme. <laughs> this is obviously my favorite of what I retweeted from Killing Eve Correct Quotes because it resurmises my favorite scene from episode five, which, okay, I keep saying that a lot. My favorite misandry scene from episode five because that's big dick energy. And that's when she follows Nico to Oxford to taunt him with her big dick energy. And so the first frame is like Villanelle looking at Nico. She's like, I'm 50% fashion, 70% skills, and 80% murder. That's 200%. Oh. Well, that's, that's <laughs> excellent foreshadowing because that's what the next panel says. Nico, that's 200%, bitch. And she's like, that's right. I'm twice the man you'll ever be. Oh. Look at you. <laughs> Fucked up. You almost oh. fell out the damn chair. Oh. Shout out to you. <laughs> 
Shout out to you, Killing Eve Quotes, for the spectacular content you're providing in the off-season. Also, did she lie? Did she lie? Nope, nope. It's the truth. I'm about to print out this whole panel and put on a shirt because I am that ridiculous and I need to add it to my You Should Try This With Your Wife, Wiz. Oh, did you see this one outside the storage container? Uh, Wanna bang? Uh, Let me see. it's it's it sounds like it's right. act, actual and factual yeah it's what a bang i mean hang stupid, <laughs> hey! stupid autocrat stupid you <laughs> oh was eve like but you're not you're not right, texting right. you're talking it, it's, it's, a verbal <laughs> com- <laughs> it's a verbal conversation i fucking love these but yeah we are constantly retweeting these things that we find online that are super funny the hell past the time as we wait you guys did you see this video Oh my God! What girls? What? But it says no one. That bitch from Killing Eve. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just villanelle just, drama. Yeah, it is. It's you know the, basically that video was the definition of be gay, do crime. And I don't know if any other character on TV right now inhabits that that mantra more than motherfucking villanelle. <laughs> also, we saw somebody out here retweeting. I mean, we were talking about that hate sex thing earlier, but there was a, a tweet from a user on Twitter who was like, not making Villeneuve hate sex happen would be such a huge disrespect to Luke Jennings. And evidently Luke Jennings replied and was like, well, we wouldn't want that. And I'm glad to see that the author, the creator of these motherfucking bitches is like, bitch, what a hate sex act. We deserve it. We're not saying it has to be all Tis sweet and lovely and tender like motherfucking season. Gentleman Jack. It just needs to exist. Okay. Tis the season. Tis the season to be... I was about to say grubbling. I was about to say it too. <laughs> Fuck. Well, okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we can't help it. We we said that already. Lord. It's time to leave the, the bug oh my at God. home. You know what we have to debut? You know how we have a prayer candle for Thirsty, thirsty Ann Walker, patron saint in Gentleman Jack. I didn't even show you the candle that exists for Villanelle and it has to do with getting Eve on her knees. But instead of being in a traditional Catholic candle, it's in a champagne flute. Ooh. It's a candle made from a champagne flute. One day these pictures will make it online. One day you guys will be able to get them soon if you want it or just like win it because we'll be doing a giveaway again soon, which we will mention again at the end of this motherfucking recording. The last thing I saw on Twitter that I really liked, I was going to contact this person just to be like, yo, your shit is fly. Do you mind if I throw this on a hoodie for myself? And she did art and she basically is like, even Villanelle perform Marina Abramovic's rest energy, but like they suck at it. And it's just, I just think it's beautiful artwork. Yeah. And what I love especially about this is that Eve is the more like she's the revealed. Right. Eve got some cleavage going on in this. She's a bliss. That's that's the way it works. Right. This reminds me of the murder baptism. Yeah. She's like, I just love when you kill me like this. Yes. And it kind of sums up just everything I think could totally happen with these women that I would be okay with at the end of whenever this show ends. So shout to you, horoscopes, for making incredible art. We'll also link it in the show notes if you guys are curious and want to see. There was also a pretty cool Killing Eve fanzine that we've seen floating around on Twitter that you guys might want to check out. But all of you lovely people out here keeping the fandom alive and engaged with your wonderful contributions. Just thank you again from the heart. (laughs) (laughs) What's so funny? (laughs) Okay. Remember the infamous slap from uh, the eighth episode? Of course. So it's basically she's saying, are you serious? And then she says, you know, I'm sorry. But Constantine says to hit you to show my uh my love to show my love for you later. I said to hit on her. But um ching. I like that. All right. So we're nearing the end of this of this 
post preseason <laughs> snack bite um, that we are recording for you guys. So I feel like we had some other announcements, just slight announcements, which is a crossover episode coming soon of Cheers and Quiz, where again, we will be having Todd talks about Villanelle Strap and all kinds of things, recounting our favorite uh, moments from season one and season two with some other really rabid fans yes. on the network who want to talk about it with you guys. We'll also be posting those videos soon. I know we mentioned in one of these recent last episodes that we're making videos and we totally were. We just got like confused about what we wanted to do with them and they got a little out of control and then we just kind of paused and then other stuff was happening. Like we said, it's been a hot girl summer. We yeah. hope you lovely people have also had a hot girl summer. We hope that you've had as much debauchery and fun and grumbling as you dare, dare experience. And if you haven't, well, there's still time left. A day, but, you know, time. And you know what? If not, do it in fall, bitch. Hot fall, summer. Oh, we also, we're going to announce that we're going to be launching a Patreon soon. Um, sometime in the month of September to, as we ramp up again with additional content for Killing Eve and Well Well Villain Now. A number of you on the Twitters and Insta and stuff have expressed, like, wanting to leave a tip in a jar or something and it's weird we don't know but this is also a way we can give you cool stuff and some of the swag that just piles up in the studio when it's not going to people in our direct sphere so keep an eye out for announcements to do with that yes and we'll also be doing another giveaway because as we were saying on our latest gentleman jack episode like you motherfuckers are still streaming these long as fuck episodes i don't even wow you people are lovely and amazing and so we're gonna we're gonna give away some other stuff i'm always like confused at how we do this thing so what should we say um we can leave a review starting from this day which is what august 31st to yeah. enter yourself you can leave a comment <laughs> on instagram i'm trying to think of different ways people can do it you can do you want to have a a tweet that can go out that people can retweet we'll say a tweet okay we will also in addition to leaving a review or posting an insta message on i guess we'll 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 have a specific insta message that you can post a, a reply on so we don't miss it and then also we'll do a tweet that if you retweet said tweet you are entered and so if you do more than one like if you're like oh i'm leaving a review and i'm also going to comment on Insta and comment on or retweet this tweet. We're going to do like fucking Lizzo, who was just doing a competition today where she was like, do this, do that, do that. You have this many entries. You can enter as many times as you like. If you want to enter in all three platforms, bitch, do it. OK, you can even send us a message on Tumblr. We're just trying to give some stuff away to you motherfucking guys. Someone else needs this goddamn swag. Shout to the listeners who are receiving swag as we speak or probably already Eve on her knees. Hashtag Eve on her fucking knees. Join the movement today. Join the movement today. 2020. Um, so, yes. What the fuck was I just saying? I already forgot. See, it's 5.57 um, a.m. So. Oh, it is about that time. Tis the, Tis the, the season. Yeah, right. It's the <laughs> you, y'all know how we do. Y'all so, know how we fucking do. I mean, we just basically went over ways that we wanted to show appreciation right, for our right, listeners. Right, right, right. So if you guys are interested in getting some fucking shit, some motherfucking swag, you know what I'm saying? Do one of those things I just mentioned, and that's the way to get it done. So how about we, we close out this motherfucking snack bite with our best hot girl, Killing Eve hot girl summer memories from season two. Mm. Oh, also our medical, not our medical, our psych expert is still coming. But like we said, you know, schedules and shit. It's been rough for them. My hot girl summer memory from Killing East Series 2 is... Series 2, Series 2. <laughs> would be one villanelle following two lovely tasty morsels out wow. from the... Do you wow. know what I'm talking about? Uh, what? <laughs> Tasty morsels does Villanelle follow that aren't okay. Eve? None in season two. Right. Because she's literally blinded by Eve right. until she gets so upset by Aaron Peel that she's like, 
I gotta fuck or kill right now. And you know how I feel about Constantine and that fucking strap block Constantine. Oh, you yeah. took that away from me and that wasn't right because that's when it was going to go down. And so, yes, um, to answer your question, yes, I do. I do remember those okay. tasty morsels mm-hmm. that uh, other people, the hats were like cannibalism, murder. And we were like gay cannibalism. <laughs> Bingo. Is anyway. anyone else here? <laughs> Is anyone else here? Is anyone else here? Fuck. I'm sorry. If I was an actress, that would be my monologue <laughs> to get into Juilliard. They'd be like, so what will you be performing today, Candace? I'll be performing a scene from Killing Eve, mm-hmm. series two. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Is anyone else here? <laughs> End scene. Yes, literally. <laughs> Admission. Okay, so, oh, that's it? So, I'm oh, wait, you know what? Give me them. your top three. How about when that? I'm with them. So, one of yours is? Gay cannibalism. Right, gay cannibalism. Um, two more. Uh, Carolyn Fencing. Ooh. Wow, I'm because jealous that now because I fancy. had forgot about that. I had forgot about that, and I'm mad you brought it up, and now I can't use it. Okay, that was what's hot next? Girl what's next? Uh, damn it, I, I can't use her. I, I can't use her. <laughs> she's a deadly. She's the third girl. You know what? I'm gonna. I, I can't use her. I will use instead. I can't use her. <laughs> so, who I can't use, use her. It's so important. I can't. I can't. I can't <laughs> use her. Oh my lord. Fine, I'll use her. Wait, now I'm like, I don't want to use her. Wait, who are you, who's her? I'm waiting with bated breath at this point. It's it's uh Gemma's dress just uh Gemma's uh unmentionables her her drawer wait, wait, with all the colorful bra saying so this oh is my this God. is my so Eve, your man lingerie e vandalizing Gemma's fucking yes. drawers her her bras her colorful hey, she flo- so, floral she was, bras she was so sad about it oh my goodness oh my goodness. Nico. <laughs> All right, let me stop. Okay, so I'm really mad you took Carolyn Fencing because now that I think about it, I'm like, damn, that was a good ass. That was a good John. That was good. Okay, so for me, let me ponder. Um, Hot Girl Summer series too. <sighs> Honestly, it's got to be my first major. I was yelling at the TV, as you know, just in in bliss, in glee, in amazement. And that was a combination of the Doros and oh, then yes. followed by... Right after motherfucking Villanelle singing '80s pop songs yes! in the window, and Constantine like, "Bitch, the fuck is you're in love?" Um, yeah, that was just it yes. was too good. It's yes. too good. She's in there. She's in there. Open the door, and then her miss like the door the door Eve shouting that she's in there. Villanelle with that big smile somehow scaling the fucking window in two seconds, singing in the car, and Eve taking it straight to the head with yes. some fucking vodka because she couldn't cope, and motherfucking shook. Jess and who you go in the background like is this the woman we're working for like is this is this who Carolyn put is in this, charge because this doesn't I don't I'm concerned she needs another case okay <laughs> so that's number one number two listen I don't know how you guys don't expect me to say this but uh, are you gonna give me everything I want yes, yes. That, yes okay but also again this is just like the door O's and the singing it's connected to the scene that falls right after force of Dean what is happened the truth is out there I want to know Susan Susan Susan, season three showrunner, don't do this to me. Don't make me go through another season with unanswered questions. I'm just asking for a throwaway line. I'm just asking for one throwaway line from Eve or Villanelle that acknowledges that car ride. That's it. That's all you got to do. This is just a little, it's a little. I need answers, Terrence. That was good. So even though it frustrates me, it was still such an iconic scene that I will never forget it because the whole situation, the veil, the leg, the thigh, the give me everything I want, and then the drive, all of that is perfection. And then, you know, I am asleep. (laughs) 
Oh my god, these gentlemen Jack crossovers. You're not asleep. I love how this is going to be a meta inside joke for whoever's yes. listening to both podcasts right now. Okay. You know, because they could watch Jailman Jack and still not get it. They yeah. would have to read the yeah. text. Okay. So wow. my last one is going to be the murder baptism. Because it was it was the O that followed. I mean, it's hard to 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 dismiss the hand sex and um, the bug sex because those were those were iconic as well. But the look, the performance, the performance art for Jodie Coma of that look on her face when she gets that murder splash of Raymond's blood oh, yeah. on her face, and she's literally looking at Eve with this like this awe, this this appreciation, complete arousal. Also, I think I think there was some some sort of. Um, I don't know if double entendre is the word I want to use, but some sort of visual analogy to sec- to a sexual act. She definitely that. looked very pleased with herself. <laughs> I'm just saying that like the idea of like, oh, I'm going to put these liquids on my partner, whatever. And oh, I'm basking in it. And normally, normally the misandrist in me is like, I hate that in porn. Don't do it. A bukkake. What? No. Yeah, yeah, right. But in this scene, that's why I call it the murder baptism, because it's erotic. It's sexual. It's spiritual in a certain kind of way. And um, I just, I love the way that it was shot. I love the way that it was performed. And it's followed, again, if I'm going to do it in tandem with that sweet as hell scene of her undressing Eve, trying to get her shit together and help her down the stairs. And um, I'll never be over it, quite frankly. Yeah, those are my three. You picked good three. You picked a really good three. I tried to be deep about it. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Still mad about you choosing Catherine, though. Catherine. Carolyn. Though, I mean, but, but but you picked hot girls. You picked you were. I mean, we were all. I'm straight O's. Yeah, if no, you're honest, yes, I'm straight right. O's. I'm but like the best thing about the best thing about the show for me is the shared orgasms or the orgasms in general between our girls. <sighs> so yes, that's it. That's a, that's what I got, man. I think we good. Like I think I think that's everything we had to say. This episode is probably long as fuck. To that one listener who was like, "Is the episode gonna be three hours?" It we might. didn't think it was. <laughs> we didn't think it was. But it just might, bitch. It, it just might. Just I hope you're happy. Might. I hope you're happy. Well, do you want to oh, take us home? Oh, we can do the thing. We can do wait, the thing. <laughs> Look, we can do the thing. And You've been struggling for yes. so long on Gentleman Jack Crack. I've been wanting you have been to do this fucked all up. summer. All okay, summer. so wait. Uh, let me. <laughs> all right, guys. Until next time. Here's hoping you get killed by a woman. Yes, and Eve on her knee for Villanelle 2K20. Also, Susan, 415. Tell us the truth. What happened out there? We deserve to know. It's homophobia not to tell us. And I demand you fucking stop it. God damn it. Motherfucker. I'm fucked. We out. Love y'all. Bye, guys. It's like totally murder.